rolling dice and drawing cards to solving puzzles and opening locks. For beginners who are new to games, as well as experienced players who want something new. Let us take you through the exciting world of gaming and help you design a great gaming get-together. We're your hosts, Lauren and Greg, and Friday is game night. Happy Friday, everyone! In this all-escape room episode, we'll reveal our secrets to escape room success. In the dice roll, we'll talk about how to spot a bad escape room. We'll, of course, give our monthly escape room report, and finally, our Friday favorites. You know, Lauren, if you have a hobby that you really like, but it's been a while, Mm -hmm. you get a real bad itch. You get a really bad itch that you just have to scratch, and Mm -hmm. sometimes you go a little bit overboard. We kind of did that with escape rooms this time. We have (laughs) a good love of escape rooms. We have an entire section in this, you know, show that we do here. Uh, where we have just the escape room report, but we kind of went a little while without doing the escape room, mm-hmm. and then we're like, "Oh, now let's do all the escape rooms." <laughs> yeah, we've been doing quite a few lately, and also I feel I feel like you know I do have like this happened to me a lot, and I'm sure you can say the same. Where people are very interested in board games, and yeah. they'll talk to me about sure. it because I you know you talk a lot to your coworkers or other friends. And you'll mention this and they'll be like, well, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean you play board games? You mean Monopoly or whatever? And you go into where you're like, oh, well, no, I mean, you know, Ticket to Ride. And I mean all these other games. But the one thing that really people are always very fascinated about when they ask me, me about my hobbies are escape rooms. And they want to know more about them. It's it's a concept that people have trouble wrapping their minds around. Yeah. And in some cases, people now, because they're so popular, people have heard of them. But they haven't maybe done one or they don't, they, you know, they're like, oh, well, I've heard about this thing, but I've, I don't know anyone who's done one, per se. And one thing that I think maybe people are a little bit hesitant about is like, well, but it sounds hard. How would I even approach that? Mm. You know, how do I even get into that? It sounds, it's, yeah. It's I've, too foreign. Yeah, I'd be bad at it. I would be bad at it. So we thought today, let's have an entire show dedicated towards tips, tricks, and general guidelines for how to be successful in escape rooms. We kind of divided this into four different categories. And we, we should say, though, so, you know, granted, I feel like we, we've done a lot of escape rooms. We definitely have not done as many as, like, some people I've heard of, you know. I've heard about people who've done hundreds of rooms. We're lovers, not experts. Well, yeah, I mean, because, okay, so we just recently, we did an escape room yesterday, the day before we were recording this episode, and that was our 38th room. She which, counts, I just play. Yeah, which I, th- I think is, you know, when I tell people that, they are very impressed by that. Mm-hmm. But if to other enthusiasts, that may seem low. We are somewhat limited by time and finances, mm-hmm. so we're not able to do as many rooms as we would like to do. If we could do as many rooms as we'd like to do, we would definitely be in the hundreds. Yeah. We'd be doing them every weekend, but we just can't afford that, unfortunately. But we do have a really good success rate. Actually, I worked it out the other day, and we have uh, in the 80s percent success rate. Of those 38 rooms that we have played, we've only not escaped four times. Mm -hmm. Which is not bad. Yeah, which is not bad. And I should say, we're kind of unique, I've found, among players. Um, I actually recently saw this on um, kind of an enthusiast group that I'm a part of. We actually replay all of the rooms that we fail. Yeah, because we need to answer back to, no, no, we need to see this through to the end. Exactly. We we feel like a personal challenge if we fail a room. 
we are going to come back and we are going to conquer that room. Mm-hmm. And um, so every room that we have man- not escaped, we've gone back and conquered. Apparently, a lot of people don't do that. But uh, some people said, well, it's like it doesn't make financial sense to do it over again. For us, we don't really see it that way, but we've also only lost four times. Finances out the window. We need, This is about pride. It's personal, it's yeah. It's personal. <laughs> I will not let that well, sit. Well, and we've even had rooms where, like, we had one room that you and I did, and we just did it by ourselves, and... Um, we lost by a second. Yeah, exactly. And part of the challenge in that room was there were certain things that were just really hard to do for just two people. Mm-hmm. It required, it was like we needed a, another hand. You need like five hands. Yeah. yeah. So the time when we went back, we took reinforcements essentially and said, okay, we're bringing the rest of our crew and we're going to, we're going to defeat And essentially we crushed it. We yeah. crushed that room. Yeah. We flew through that room because we already kind of knew everything. So, you know, yeah. um, and then there was another example of that too, where we had the same thing. Um, so I wouldn't say I want to kind of start off this is we're not maybe experts, but we are fairly good at escape rooms. And we've seen the gambit from really good to terribly bad. Yeah, and we've played with a wide variety of our own friends, with a wide variety of strangers, and also just the two of us. Yeah. So we've kind of seen what works and what doesn't work, and we've learned some things along the way about ourselves and how we play and things we could do better. So we kind of wanted to share this kind of knowledge with you guys so that you maybe if you go to an escape room you'll either be more successful or you'll know what to expect and you'll know how to prepare and these come from observations like you said of us within our groups Uh and also some observations of other groups that we see leaving there's a couple times that we've been in the lobby waiting for the game for the game previous to ours to wrap up Mm -hmm. so that we can and then for them to you know reset obviously for us to go in and based upon the conversations and kind of like observations that we've made with those people we've kind of been like oh well they don't seem like they communicate well or they don't seem like they're they have this quality or this dynamic and that might have been why they were not successful yeah yeah exactly and also um i did reach out to some of our enthusiast boards to see if they had anything to say as well um and mostly it was just reinforcing what i already knew but a couple there was a couple good suggestions or things i hadn't I definitely have observed and hadn't really thought about, you know. So if you're new to escape rooms or you just want to sharpen those skills because you find you've been maybe missing the mark a couple of times more than you'd like, here's some tips Yeah, for you. here's some tips. Number one, organization. Organization is key. I don't care how messy your room is, you can be organized in an escape room. Yeah, you know? and that's something I think a lot of people, this is actually good for both the escape room and you. Yeah. Because a lot of times people just trash these rooms. And that is actually not in your best interest. No, because... <laughs> In order to get through a room, you have to know where things are. And if you were constantly losing track of, I had a key, where did I put the key? You know, most rooms give you 60 minutes, Mm -hmm. one hour. Sometimes a little bit more, sometimes a little bit less. But most rooms, 99 out of 100 times, it's an hour. It's a standard. And so seconds count, and they add up very quickly. So if you're constantly going, where's that thing we found? And then someone has to like stop what they're doing and then look around. Say, I think I put it over here. I think I put it over there. And that just takes 15 seconds. I'm a math nerd. I did this out. <laughs> 15 seconds is a little bit around half of a percent of your time. Mm-hmm. And I know 0.5% of something doesn't seem like a lot. But if you're constantly doing that, let's say you do that 10 times. Okay, there goes 5% of your time. Mm-hmm. Let's say you do it 10 more times. Now 10% of your time is gone just because you're constantly asking, where is that thing? Yeah, and also the other thing with the organization too is you need to, what our group does, and this is something that we were never taught to do. It's just something that kind of 
our group naturally started doing and now it's something we kind of always do is we always kind of establish piles you have to establish corners for this is the section where we have things that we have not touched yeah, yet. here are clues that we've gathered things that we know are important keys whatever are here because we know we're going to need them and that way we can come back to them even if we some some locks you can't move mm -hmm. but if it's a small box that you can easily pick up and like relocate put it there too yeah exactly. this is the pile of things that we can move that has not been utilized this is, yeah, yet. This is our, our what we're working on pile. Yeah. Then we always have a pile of this is the stuff we have done pile. These are the open locks, the clues, whatever it is that we have opened them, we have solved them. It is no we longer relevant. Yeah. The very first game that we ever did mm -hmm. involved many scraps of paper found that would have riddles on them. Mm -hmm. And one problem that we immediately faced, and this is where we developed this on our own, is that have we used this riddle yet? This thing about this? Because I think it... No, no. We've done that. That's over. That's old news. Uh -huh. Move on with your life. You know, it's like, okay, sorry. I just... Yeah. I was over in this other part of the room and I didn't... I wasn't yeah. there when you did this. So I don't know. Once again, that's more time adding up that uh -huh. we're wasting having this little mini micro argument. Yeah. And what's funny is our very first room, we actually... It was just you and I, but then we played with these two strangers and they were actually huge escape room nerds and had done a ton of rooms. They were us in the future. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what's funny is they didn't already hadn't already, I guess, established that, or maybe it was because they were playing with strangers and they weren't used to it. I mm -hmm. don't know. The only other time that that has been a problem is another time when we were playing with strangers. Yeah. And they didn't really do that. And like, you know, they kept kind of picking up old things that we'd already used. And they're like, oh, well, what about this one? And I'm like, no, 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 we've already used that. And they're like, oh, sorry. And I'm like, don't be sorry. Just don't waste your time on it. Yeah, you know? so... It's very hard because a lot of these rooms, very often people will have the discovery phase where everyone goes off in different directions, yes. finds stuff, then brings it back. Mm -hmm. But you have to have a clear system, whether it is a separate pile, whether maybe it's you turn it sideways, you know, yeah. or whether it's you like, you know, just call out officially the, the watch, the pocket watch, done. Don't worry about that anymore. Yeah, I'm putting you know? it here. Yeah, like alone. you have to communicate whether it's verbally or as we like to do a nonverbal pile mm -hmm. that is a physical representation of this is done. Yeah, and we and we declare like okay, we're putting all the done stuff at the very on beginning. The bed, yeah, we, you have to make the decision it, yeah. at the very beginning. Not done stuff is on the desk. Done stuff on the bed. Yeah, if whatever are, it is. And yeah. that way, everyone else knows too. If you find the solution for something and that key is done, put it on the bed because mm -hmm. when I come back. I would know it's on the bed. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. And we should say, okay, usually, now this isn't, I'm not going to say this is 100% across the board. Usually um, a clue or a riddle or something, once you've solved it, it is done and you do not need to come back to it. A key will generally only open one lock in the room. It's rare that it opens multiple, but typically they will tell you that it does. Like they yeah, will tell you if, yeah. some some keys will open multiple locks. So they will give you that heads up. Usually, but I, yeah. I think the common uh, assumption nine times out of 10 is that one key, one lock, Done. Yeah, and I can only yeah, and the keys for sure, riddles and and clues. I can only think of maybe one time where something was used more than once. Yeah, and it's very rare that something is used more than. But once. even then, I think it was pretty obvious that we were going to have to come back to this baby again. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think that time, like you said, I think they had told us that like some clues may be used for multiple things. So you'll get the heads up, but if you don't get that heads up, assume one and done. Yeah, just okay. I've used this key. Put it in the, in the done pile. Mm -hmm. And then, you know what? If you do come across a, something that is 
oh, I need that back again. Guess what? You know exactly where it is. It's in that done pile. Yeah. Go back to that done pile. Mm-hmm. You know, because one problem that we did have, like I said, in our very first room is we didn't do this pile right away. So even when something was done, and if I still want to examine it, thinking maybe there is something else, I have to go searching for it. Where is it? Is it here? Yeah. Is it there? It's all over the place, you know? So it was very chaotic. So yeah, you the, definitely save yourself a lot of time. Our first room, I mean, our first room, we were successful, which was great. But, mm-hmm. like, definitely organization was a problem in that first one. And it's something that we've since kind of really made important to our group. Yeah. The other thing that being organized does do for you, besides saving you time, is it boosts your confidence a little bit. Because you can actually physically see... I've made this much progress. Mm-hmm. And one thing that often kills us in the beginning of rooms is not being able to get past that first puzzle or two because we'll be like, oh, we can't get any momentum here. We're, yeah. we, we can't get any head of steam. And it's kind of like once you have that like mental like validation, like I'm so smart, I figured that out. Mm-hmm. Then like you kind of like, you know, get that yeah. confidence boost and you're like, my brain is in overdrive because I'm so smart, I can get this. You well, know? and sometimes um, what you'll find a lot of times in a room too is like sometimes if you get in there and you get stuck on the very first thing, you're like, okay, well, I know I need a combination of that. I need a key to that and I need to get in there, but I don't have anything. And probably, you know, the combination is going to lead me to the key is going to lead me to that. It but usually is I a can't fall online domino. To, yeah. So that's the thing. Sometimes you need that first domino to drop before you can get going. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely like, you know, like you said, it, sometimes you need that boost. And also, you know, sometimes those first puzzles are the, the kickers. And you know what? In that case, there's two solutions. A, don't be afraid to ask for help. Yes. A lot of the times, the rooms, they'll very clearly lay out for you, the Game Master ahead of time will, here's how you ask for help, or here's how help will be given. Yeah. Typically, it's you ask for help. They yeah. will wait until you raise your hands up to the camera, or you get on the walkie-talkie, or you ring the bell, mm-hmm. or whatever, to say, like, I need help. The one we did last night was actually a little bit different, and like not as common, I think, where they are constantly watching you, and then when they can tell that you are stuck... They will give you the clue yeah. through speakers of some yeah. kind, or they'll slip a note under the door. Yeah. Like they're they're like, okay, here's exactly where they need help. Let me give you a nudge. Yeah, yeah, that room was unique in a couple of respects, and um, we'll get more into sad, it later. But. Sadly, our listeners, um, that is not the room that we will be covering later. You're gonna have to wait till next month yeah. to hear about that room. But um, that room did have kind of a unique approach to that. But yeah. But don't be afraid to ask for hints. There are there's no, no shame. There's, there's no brownie no points to lose. You're not gonna. Yeah, like sometimes every once in a while you'll run across a room that does like a leaderboard, and sometimes and like, oh, only if you don't use clues or something. only if you can only get on if you don't use clues or only if you only use so many clues. Really, leaderboards don't really matter. I mean, for us, we've done enough rooms that we like to get on the leaderboard, but we do not cry if we do not get on the leaderboard. And if we do, we recognize that's cool. We're on there, but we're probably going to get dethroned. We're going like to get month. dethroned. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, don't There's always don't bigger fish in the that. sea. Don't worry about you it. You don't need to be the MVP. You don't need to be the most successful group ever. Oh. A lot of groups don't escape. Yeah. If you follow any escape rooms on social media, you will see so many groups that don't escape yeah. the room. So if the fact that you escape at all, regardless of how many that's hints the, you that's use. That's the fun part of it, yeah. Exactly. That's just have fun. Don't get stuck. Usually we kind of do, I mean, we don't love to use clues, but we do not are not afraid to use clues. Well, I think we typically have a rule. Mm-hmm. And this is not necessarily that's on our list, but it's kind yeah. of like a soft rule that we kind of, okay, has it been seemingly five minutes? Yeah. If we have made no progress that's and discernible. And we are stuck. For about five minutes, because some puzzles you do have to ruminate on. You have to really think like, okay, 
maybe I need to approach it from this angle, or maybe I need to think about combining this and that, mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, it's not going to be every puzzle immediately jumps out at you. It's like that's it. Yeah. You know, so give yourself a minute or two. But if we're seriously like with a group of four to six people, like okay, guys, had anyone had any new ideas and made any progress? No. Now let's call it. Like, as yeah. do we need a clue? Yeah, and we usually it's a group consensus. We think we all need a clue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so don't be afraid to ask for a clue. And like I said, there's no shame in it. And you know what? If you do happen to get on the leaderboard, awesome. That's icing on the cake for you. Yeah, exactly. But it's not like maybe some places do this, but I don't think there's very few places that were like, you get a free T-shirt for getting on the leaderboard, like yeah. or whatever, whatever. You know, yeah. it's yeah. You're there to have fun with the game, not to like, oh, if we don't make the leaderboard, this night is ruined. Yeah, it, it, you don't have to be so competitive about it. Yeah. Um, the other thing though that's important when coming to being stuck in puzzles is recognizing what your team dynamic is. So that's a second category. Your team dynamic helps. Yeah. You have to know and trust who you're working with. You have to respect them and what their strengths and weaknesses are, as well as your own. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact that Lauren is amazing when it comes to mazes and those kind of (laughs) things. I've seen her fly through mazes that for me personally, would probably take me five minutes and she does it in like 20 seconds. And it amazes me every single time. And everyone in our group knows Lauren cannot remember numbers to save her life. So do not rely upon her to remember the combination because she will forget it in five seconds. Meanwhile, I'm good about that. I can remember the combinations of of rooms we've done like a year ago. Yeah, like it's funny because I remember we did a room um, a while back now. And I think you were just having an off day or something, but we went into the next room and I was like, okay, what was the number? And you're like, I forgot. And I was like, how could you forget? Like, you know, I can't remember it. You're, (laughs) you're the one who remembers these things. Like, you know, I suck at that. Like I'm terrible at numbers. I don't know what it is, Mm -hmm. but the thing is with your team. Now, granted, sometimes you can't always choose your team. Sometimes you're paired with strangers or as we call them randos, (laughs) which is short for random people. Yeah. But you know, the best if you can get a group together of your friends or colleagues or whatever, fantastic. That that's your best. Like if you can do a room with people, you, people you know, I would highly suggest it. But yeah. there's no, you know, some people really hate doing it with strangers. We prefer to do it with our friends. But if we do it with strangers, it's not a deal breaker for us. No. We're not going to be upset. Um, we've had great experiences with strangers. We've had terrible experiences with strangers. You know, it's but either way, you have to build that level of. I trust that you either A, can do this, mm-hmm. or B, can accept when I can't do this, and then are willing to tap out. Yeah, and I think that the important thing um, with escape rooms is, one, there is no training to be good at an escape room. There is no necessarily particular person who is good at escape rooms. Most escape rooms do not require you to have outside knowledge. No. That isn't to say that certain things and strengths don't help. And having a team that is made up with people with different strengths is really helpful. Yeah. You know, we kind of, so Greg and I like to do escape rooms, sometimes just the two of us. We love to do it with two of our other friends. Mm -hmm. And then we have several other friends who also like rooms, but maybe aren't always as available and whatnot. Um, You know, like, for instance, we keep talking about we did a room last night and we actually had our full group of six, which is kind of like our power team. Yeah. Right. Like that's the team when we really know that the room is difficult and we need to conquer the room. Mm -hmm. And all of us have varying different strikes. We have electrician. We have someone who used to be in the military. We have myself and one of my other friends. We both have degrees in writing, and Mm -hmm. she's really good at languages and word puzzles and things like that. And then you've got the wild card, Greg, with his weird brain. I can look look at things and just get it. Like last night, there was this thing where like runes were like written on the wall, like 
kind of like uh-huh. curved around and people kept like greg what does this say i can't read this I'm yeah like, oh i can read that like it's like a, a pop on pop book you yeah know? Like, uh we've got two of our friends are artists yeah. so sometimes they look at things differently so we just all have our different strengths and we know how to play into those different strengths and you and your friends may have all your different strengths as well so it's good to recognize what your strengths and what your weaknesses are yeah and to yeah like if as soon as you come across something like well this looks like maybe karen should start karen yeah. Get over here, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. The, the other thing I think, too, with teamwork is um, trusting your friends. And like you said, trust that they know what they're doing. Trust that they're going to do, you know, if we're searching something, I'm trusting that that person's going to be thorough. Um, also, you know, some escape rooms can be scary. Yeah. And I feel like if I go into an escape room with the that is scary with people who I trust and people who are my friends, I automatically have so much more confidence and more um, a feeling of security. Yeah, because I know I can outrun them. <laughs> I trust that they are slower than me, Lauren. No, it's just, no. I don't know. I feel like, you know, you, you'll be less embarrassed of getting scared. Yeah. You'll be, you know what I mean? Um, also, like sometimes some of our escape rooms have put us in very tight quarters. Where, you know, like the room we did last night, we all had to be led in the room um, touching one another, holding on to one another. And there was no embarrassment or strangeness in doing those kind of things. Meanwhile, we were saying if I was to have done that room and been paired with, let's say, two random uh, women, you Uh know, like me having to like hold on to them as we're like essentially conga lining blind into this thing. (laughs) Like, of course, there might, there would be no ill intentions on my part. But I can't say that they might not have the mental perception of ill intentions. Yeah, or... You know, of like, you know, oh, he's really grabbing my shoulder. Weird, yeah. you know, like, no, yeah. I'm not. I'm, just, I'm sorry that I accidentally, like, bumped against you. It's dark. Yeah, but, you know. I mean, last night, I literally turned around to hand something to our friend and hit her right in the boob. Yeah. And we were just laughing because I was like, oh, I did not mean to do that. I'm sorry. Yeah. But yeah, so I think having that familiarity with one another and that comfort with one another, it creates a really good team dynamic. And escape rooms are nothing if not a teamwork situation. Mm -hmm. It's all about working together. The other thing that's important is, once again, you are working together. You need to remember that. No, no one person needs to take over and be the lead and yeah. be the dictator. It, it, you're not going... One person cannot do this alone. This is a team effort. Yes. Yeah. I mean, unless there is literally a situation where someone needs to be calling out shots for like other people. Take charge You know, like something. how we were doing where I was... I could see the camera and what your hands were doing, you know? Yeah. But like even still, I'm not like necessarily dictating to you i'm working with you yeah. i'm the eyes you're the hands yeah you know? exactly exactly that's what you know escape rooms are is they all you all have to work together somebody has to be eyes someone mm-hmm. has to be hands and and you have to you have to kind of show that respect to each other because i i really think especially if you're all feeling stressed you're yes. all feeling under the time limit and you're like we gotta get this going you know if someone's getting frustrated understand that they're frustrated i'm frustrated like I understand, yeah. Like, that you, but let's try this from a different angle. You have to kind of take ego out of it in a mm-hmm. way, yeah. You know, and one thing like um, someone online made a really good point is they said something that you shouldn't you shouldn't feel bad if say someone checks over an area you already checked yeah. or goes and tries a combination you already tried 
because one, they may look over something with a different perspective, mm-hmm. different set of eyes. We sometimes say, I'm not getting anything. Can I get a fresh pair of eyes on this? Yeah. You know, because we know like maybe I'm just not seeing this and someone else will see it right away. Um, and also, you know, sometimes when you're putting in those locks, especially combination locks, those things can be very fiddly and sometimes you cannot have something lined up right. So your oh, friend gonna, might get something like that. There has literally been a time, I remember very specifically for one we did in LA. Uh-huh. Remember that one with the theater with like the shadow puppets and oh, all that, uh-huh. right? I remember very specifically there was a combination lock where I had the combination. I knew it. It was like four twenty ninety five or whatever, you mm-hmm. know? And I'm putting it in and it's not working. And I'm checking my math again and over and over, you know, it's not working. I hand it to you and I say, I think it's this. And you put it in and it works. Mm -hmm. And it's because I hadn't had it lined up as like hairpin precisely. But like even you just going over and checking my work one more time and then doing it yourself, you got it. Yeah. And you you shouldn't feel bad about that. No, it's just like, I was like, okay, well, apparently I don't know how to spin dials properly. (laughs) Yeah. Like it just, it, it happens. And you kind of need to take, like we said, that ego out of it. And I know um, and as someone who owned escape rooms made the comment that when, in their experience, when a team starts to fight, it it's game, game over. It's yeah. game over for them. Yeah. Because then you don't longer, you no longer trust anything that anyone else says. Like if someone has a theory, like well, I'm not listening to you right now, Gary. Mm. You, I'm, I don't care what you say because you talked about me that way or you talked mm. about my hairstyle. <laughs> I mean, it takes me a long time to get a good look in this good. <laughs> You know, and it's like, yeah, once you lose that respect for each other and each other's ideas, mm-hmm. it really is a slippery slope to get back Yeah, up. and that's why, I think that's why, too, it can be very difficult sometimes. In some situations, I think it can be difficult to do rooms with strangers because you don't already have that built-up trust. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is kind of funny. We were joking last night because Greg played a little prank on me. A little bit. It was good. So we booked this room, and we booked it with our two other friends that we do a lot of rooms with. And um, this room went up to six. And we were like, oh, okay, well, a lot of times when if the four of us go to a room that only holds six, usually there's a good chance we're going to be alone because it's very unlikely two other people will book. Yeah. But, you know, so I was checking the website the next day at work because we were going on a Friday and it was our, our game night, essentially. That's what we did for game night. Um, and I saw two other people had picked and I was like, oh, man. We're going to be like, with two randos. We're going to be with two randos. And the thing we knew about this room is we knew this room was extremely scary and we knew that this room actually kept a tally of how many people run out of the room and f- end up forfeiting the game. And I'm pretty sure it's if one person runs out of the room. It's game over. It's game over for everybody. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I kept trying to like get you like, we have to have conversations with these people ahead of time. I know. Well, we have to tell them like, listen, if you're about to run, let me know so I can sit on you. Yeah. So you like just I, don't go I was like, okay, would it be wrong if I like, they start running for the door and I trip them? I'm like, or if I tackle them, will like it be a problem? And like literally we were talking about how I was like, you know, because this room is a little bit more expensive yeah. than rooms we normally do. And and I was like, if this person forfeits the game for us, You're they, buying me they're, they're buying us back. Like, they're paying us back the 40 bucks that we each spent to go to this room. Yeah. But then it turned out that Greg had actually contacted two of our friends and had them sign up for the room. And so they joined us without me knowing. So I was very happy that we didn't have two randoms. I was a naughty boy. <laughs> um, but the, once again, like, I knew. I knew of our friends. No one would run out. Yeah. There was nothing they could do to scare us enough to make us run out. Yeah. So I was confident that no matter what, we would not forfeit the game. And th- that's the other thing that we kind of hinted at in our, or we talked about in our last episode, mm-hmm. um, is, and this kind of goes back to your organization thing, every second counts. Never give up. We have been able to get out of a room with one second left on the clock. We have. 
you know, so every second counts. Don't give up until that buzzer rings, until they come in, until you just stop. Keep working. Pencils down. You lost. <laughs> yeah. That kind of brings us, though, to our third topic mm-hmm. of communication. Yes. Communication is key. And communication starts before you even begin the room. Mm-hmm. You need to have a good line of communication. If you have a previous team members that you've worked with, then that's already established. Yeah. But in the most recent room that we've done that we will talk about in this episode... We actually were paired with a couple random strangers. And so I made it a point to introduce and get to know them and be friendly with these people before we go in. Because I don't want it to be two separate groups in there. Yes, because we've seen that happen. We've played that before where it was essentially two separate groups and we lost because even though we had plenty of hands, plenty of ideas yeah. bouncing and around. Even though we it felt like we were communicating and getting along with them, it was definitely they were playing one game and we were playing another. Yeah, so you have to make sure if you are paired with random people, form that kind of bond in the lobby. Get to know them. Hi, my name's Greg. What's your name? Oh, yeah. Where are you from? Yeah, you know? where are you from? Have you done any of these before? Like, oh, tell me about your experience. You know, kind of like just find... Be friendly. You know, yeah. even if no one's done any of these rooms before, share a hobby. Mm-hmm. I like to go bowling. It's almost like a date, like a blind date. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, these people are now your team for better or worse. You need to work with them. For the next them. hour, yeah. Yeah, work with them. Definitely, 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 though, I find get names down. Yeah. At the very worst, get names down. So that way I can be like, Curtis, can you come over here? Like, I think I have an idea, but I need your opinion. And what, okay, so we've done a lot. Mm-hmm. And the people that we were working with had not done that many. But I made sure to communicate with them my ideas and get them to communicate their ideas. Mm -hmm. Even if I was pretty sure that they weren't necessarily correct, I still was trying to build that team dynamic of respect and trust. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know the answer. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure I have an idea. But I could be wrong. And mm-hmm. I haven't tried it yet. So I'm going to respect you enough to listen to you. To hear what you have to say. Yeah. And then maybe I'm wrong and you're right. And if I just disregard that. Yeah. I, I wasted well, time. Well, and like we said, you know, there's... Um, everybody has their own strengths. Mm-hmm. And they all bring their own viewpoint and their own set of eyes to the party. And something we've learned in rooms is you need to speak up if you have an idea. There's been... I know for a fact there was a time where I knew how to, I knew what the puzzle was, yeah. essentially. I knew the answer. And I thought that you guys did too. And I thought that's what you were doing. Mm-hmm. And rather than just question and say, hey, are you guys doing this? And you guys could have said, yes, that's what we're doing. I didn't say anything. And it turned out you guys weren't seeing that and were doing something different. And had I just said something. We would have saved five minutes. We would have saved time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I, I shouldn't have assumed that you knew. I should have just, mm-hmm. you know, even if you just said, hey, you guys are doing this right. You know, like yeah. there's no, there, you guys wouldn't have been mad at me for doing that. No, of course not. So it was just kind of like, oh, why did I not communicate better that time? Yeah. Um, another part of that communication too is listening to your game master, listening to that pre-game breakdown. Definitely. Not only for the rules, but sometimes they'll give you tips about, you know, sometimes they'll talk to you about, have you ever encountered this kind of lock before? This kind of lock works like this. You know, mm-hmm. also, um, they might, sometimes they'll give away story things. You know, in a recent one we did, they literally told us there was something that you will get and you will take out of the room with you. Yeah. That's part of the game. And, you know, had we not paid attention to that, we wouldn't have known what to do at the end. Also, in the most recent one that we did, they said there is a bookshelf that looks like it opens up. It, it does, doesn't. But that's not for you. And when, that is an employee exit. Yeah. Oh, it's an emergency exit for safety reasons for employees who might be in the room. Yeah. 
it, there, you cannot find a way to open that. Do not worry about trying to open that. Be- yeah. Because otherwise, I would have been like, we're clearly this opens, guys. Let's focus on getting yeah, this. Yeah, and what's funny is, even though they told us, one of our friends kept saying, well, this clearly opens, this clearly opens. And we're like, yes, that is the bookcase they told us. And she's like, oh, this is the bookcase. Yeah. Yes, and do not open it. It is fine. <laughs> but yeah, so communication is very key. And yes. definitely another thing that kind of ties back to the first point of organization is announce. When you find something, yes. hey, guys, I found a key. Hey, I found a human skull. I found a combination of four letters, yeah. you know. Yeah, I think this is another kind of thing that we just sort of started doing on our own when we started doing rooms mm. with our friends is, um, we'll, you know, we'll call out as we find things and we'll say, I'm putting it here. Yeah. The other thing we do, and I do this a lot, is as we walk around the room, we will say, I have a four-digit combination. I have a key that needs a lock. I have a, you know, so everyone knows, okay, we're looking for so many combinations. It helps you build a list in your head. Yeah, yeah, we're looking for a lock. We have this door to open. We have this box to open. Because if I suddenly say I have a four-digit combination lock and you're across the room looking at one right now, you might say, does that have letters or numbers? Letters. Come over here. Let's talk. You know. Yeah, yeah. So making those announcement announcements out to the room, so everybody is working on a common um, playing field. Yeah, is really important. Because one of the reasons that we did fail that one room that with the two groups and it's a big thing is that nobody was really doing that either. Yeah. I think I think we were doing that. But we the were other doing team that. Was announcing. I found a playing card that's yeah. the five of diamonds. Oh, I'm looking for something like that. Uh-huh. No, there was none of that. It was just like they put it on the table. Yeah. And walk away. I'm like. Oh, this is here. Yeah. And sometimes it also matters, where did you find that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not all the time, but oftentimes it can matter about where something was as well as what the thing is. Mm -hmm. So for you to just put it down there and then not keep track of like, oh, I found that underneath the refrigerator. Yeah. Well, now I don't know where this came from and maybe we're missing something else. Mm -hmm. I think part of the problem was, I think it was a group of four that got paired with our group of, we had six. Seven, I believe people. It was a lot bigger. Yeah. yeah, we had seven people, and um, they were very used to playing games by themselves, and we were very used to playing games by ourselves. And although it seemed like there was good communication, I think it, it was very much a matter of they we were playing our normal game, and they weren't really playing the same game, mm-hmm. and they weren't really listening to us, and they weren't really announcing stuff for us to hear. You know, I was so trying was just to a, yeah, it, but, it was yeah. just kind of this dynamic got off, and we never got quite back on track. Yeah, um, the other thing that you need to work on with communication, and this goes back to the team dynamic, you know, of like respect and like no strength is communicate if you're having trouble with something Mm -hmm. if you are stuck on a puzzle and like i'm not getting this i'm not getting this let people know i'm not getting this it's not like the sats where it's like you have to be quiet and you can't share your answers with friends share your answers with friends Mm -hmm. you know like and then when someone comes over to work with you and this is my personal kind of opinion how this works or should work is don't get overly complicated with what your mental process is on this yeah give them the basic facts I have this combination, mm-hmm. it's this many lawn, here are like maybe one or two of my thoughts about what it might be. Because if you go into like a long conversation about like, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, that's too much information for them to really keep track of in their head. And then it kind of like stunts their thought process, mm-hmm. I think, you know? Yeah. Because you're like, maybe you already come up with an idea and I just shot it down. Yeah. And you come up with an idea and I just shot it down, you know? But like... So now you're like, well, I, I'm not getting any mental steam going of like mm-hmm. what it could be, you know? Yeah. So I think definitely, you know, let people like help you, but also let them help you in their way. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it is important to once, once again, remember that 
this is a team effort. Mm -hmm. So it's not like a a puzzle is not yours to solve per se. So it's, it's not, not your mission. Yeah, it doesn't have your name on yeah, it. Yeah. So it is okay to step back and let someone else give a crack at it. Mm -hmm. And also to ex explain to them if you're working on something and you want their help, explain to them what it is you need. I know, for instance, in this most recent room we did, there was one time where I was getting frustrated with you because you kept you were looking for this thing. You were looking for this word burn. And I kept saying, it's right there on the ground. It's right there on the ground. And you knew it was on the ground, but you were looking for something else. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know what you were looking for. So you just kept saying, burn. And I'm like, it's right there. Why are you not listening to me? Yeah. You know, because you weren't communicating what it was you were looking for. You weren't looking for that. You were looking for something else to do with that. It's okay, kids. Mom and dad had a fight. <laughs> but we're you know, fine But now. see, that's, that's the example of that, where I was yeah. trying to be helpful, but I didn't know what you wanted from me. And, and to tell the truth, it was a very stressful situation. It was, because yes. Because there was someone banging on the door trying to get yes. inside and also we didn't have a clock so we had no clue if we were being successful if or not. If we're, we didn't know we were doing great yeah. we didn't know if they're about to walk in like the banging on the door was like guys your time is up what are you yeah. doing like, you know. yeah which was part of that room and like we said we will get to it it's yeah. hard because it's on the forefront of our minds right yeah. now but we will get to but, that uh, but yeah so and then the other final thing for communication in solving puzzle mm -hmm. all this is and this is a lesson I still have yet to learn don't overly think things necessarily. Yeah. Simple sometimes is best and then build up from there. Yeah, know? yeah. You know, like we said, rooms will very rarely require pre-knowledge. Yeah. You don't, like, if a room has a piano in it, it is not incumbent on you to know how to play the piano. It would be nice, but it, it's it not. It might be nice. It might be great, but it won't be incumbent on you to play that. And there will be something in there to tell you what to do. Yeah. And if there isn't, it's a bad escape room. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so... There's only been one time, really, that that's aided us, prior knowledge. And it's because there's a room that was essentially based upon, like, the Book of Exodus. And, yeah. like, Egyptian, Jewish, you know, plagues and all that. So I was like, oh, the answer is blood. Yeah. And, and then we were getting... To, we needed a clue. So we asked, like, can we get a clue? And they're like, did you try this? No. No, I knew that. I just... Yeah, we just knew it because... Born and raised Catholic. I got that. Yeah. He was born and raised Catholic. I went to private school and had Bible class for 12 years. Like, we knew it was blood. We're, pick, <laughs> we're picking up the vibes you're putting down. You need to pick up what we're trying to ask. What, yeah. You know, yeah, we've moved on from that. Communicate with us about what we want. You know? <laughs> um, the other thing, too, is you know like we said it, know when you're stuck and don't be afraid to kind of tap out on something yeah be, be like be willing to walk yeah. away there's been times where i've literally said you know what i cannot figure this out great you look at this i'm gonna go work on something else you look at it maybe you will see something i do not see because i think it's a little bit of like mental exercise yeah and sometimes if you do like just arm curls mm -hmm. like lifting weights you're gonna get like really tired and really sore and like you won't be able to do much more but then if you switch it up and now i'm going to go do leg presses or yeah. now i'm going to go do like you know some other motion mm -hmm. then you feel refreshed and you can do that so even same thing with puzzles if you're working on like this math problem and like you're not getting it and you're feeling mentally exhausted you step away and you work on some other thing that's like a like a logic puzzle yeah. suddenly you're refreshed and you're like ready to go again like you're yeah. brand new you know there's definitely something to the fresh eyes yeah and then maybe someone else over there was having some trouble with that. And now mm -hmm. you're bringing your perspective and your brain is kind of already shifted into gear for it, you know? The other thing, and the last one that we're, um, the main point, making your observations throughout mm -hmm. the, you have to be really observant. And I think that kind of goes without saying, but we're going to say it anyway. Just in case. Yeah, yeah. Because you have to be observant. You got to be observant for what is in the room and what feels out of place. And yes. then kind of make a mental checklist as you yeah. go along. 
the main the main thing is we always talk about with escape rooms is there's kind of different phases to how you're playing this room. Mm-hmm. So the first phase we always say is the um, the like searching, the seeking and discovering phase, mm-hmm. where you're essentially going through the room. What is here? What do I have? What do I need to do? There's a lock there. There's this there here. I found this clue. I found this thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's the that first phase is just that discovery phase of yeah. going through the room. Um, and so that's where your observation, you need to be very observant. And you have to remember that in most every room, they're trying to tell somewhat like a story, mm-hmm. right? And just like when you're reading a book, they can only tell you certain words at a time. So whatever words they choose to tell you, that's the important thing to pay attention to at that moment. Mm-hmm. In an escape room, they're trying to tell you a story, but they also have so much of a budget to buy things. Yeah. So as much as I'm sure they would love to have a room that looks, it's full of books as Beauty and the Beast library. Mm-hmm. Like, I can really only afford this bookshelf I book bought at Ikea and a few, like, secondhand things I got from, like, the $1.50 store, you know? So if something looks kind of expensive, maybe, or, like, valuable, it's probably worth something to you in the puzzles, you know, I say. <laughs> really, like, kind of highlight that in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Typically speaking, like we said, most things are one-shot uses. Yes. You use it once and you're done. Mm-hmm. And so as you're kind of making a checklist of I have a lock, I have a puzzle, I have a key, I have a clue, you can kind of almost like mentally paint the room as being done. Yeah. You know, like just a big checklist. In my head, I, I actually have this thing where I kind of like imagine colors. You know, mm-hmm. that's just the way my brain works. I imagine like blue is I need to work on this. Green is it's taken care of. And yellow is, I have an interest over here, but I don't know if that applies to something mm-hmm. or not. That's just the way my brain yeah. kind of sees things, you know? So I will, like, start to slowly paint the groom of green as I go along. Like, and that, to me, says, like, if it's a green area, don't need to go back there anymore. Mm-hmm. Nothing done. is worth my time over there. I never have to visit that again, mm-hmm. you know? And usually that's true. There are a few times where you will have to go back. Yeah. But usually you kind of have a sense that, Oh, a clue says I got to go back and do this thing. Yeah, you're kind of, as you're going through, you're kind of clearing the rooms, essentially. Yeah, but but the important thing is, like Greg said, is really good escape rooms, I will say, are usually more than one room itself. Usually you're going into anti-chambers. The best is if it's a hidden passageway. We are huge fans of hidden passageways. Secret tunnel! We are not huge fans of hidden passageways that cause you to get hurt, which (laughs) did happen recently. We're not huge fans of passageways that we go in through shoulder to shoulder because we're wearing one of those two-person Christmas sweaters. Uh, yes, that was a very tight fit. <laughs> yeah. It was funny after well, the we fact. Did that during the thing, we were like, oh my goodness. <laughs> we did this that was ourselves. a horrible mistake. <laughs> um, but, you know, a, a lot of times, usually once you move into another room, the, the other room is done. Usually. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of depends on if it's just a little kind of side room or what, how it's set up. And if it's not done, you typically will have an idea of like, okay, but there's still that one picture on the wall that I know yeah. is something but I haven't done with. So you still will have an idea of like, okay, I'm abandoning this right now, but I have a good idea of what I still need to come yeah. back for. But it's not always the case that once you've moved on to another room that the other room is done. Mm-hmm. And there's this phenomenon that happens. And actually someone online brought this up and I was like, yes, you are totally right. Um, it's kind of like this door effect where as you walk in, walk through the door of a new room, you suddenly have this kind of mental effect where this is a new room. That old room is done. Yeah. And I, I'm forgetting about that. Check. Great. Yeah. But that might not be the case. And it is important not to forget 
things that may be important in that other room and to not forget things you learned in that other room. Because I think we kind of assume that a room is like a box Mm -hmm. that has everything that you need in that box. Yeah, and nothing else exists outside of that box. Exactly. So when I go into a new room, I'm like, everything that's a puzzle or a clue or whatever in here is only made for puzzles or clues or whatever's in here. Mm -hmm. And so it actually will take me a good extra second or two to be like, wait a second, there was that statue in the other room. (laughs) And then you go running across. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that that definitely happens a lot where people forget that, you know, that thing I saw in that other room or that thing that I didn't open in that other room. Mm. I mean, sometimes you'll see rooms, too, where they it, it almost feels like you can tell that this is a edit that they've done to make mm-hmm. the room a bit easier. Like there's been times where like we've been given a picture that says like the thing is here because mm-hmm. people won't find it otherwise, you know. Yeah. And I almost feel like, oh, like oh, so I have to go back there. You know, yeah. like, clearly like this is, I identify, this is that mantelpiece that I had in the mm-hmm. fireplace in the first room. Let me go back there, you know. So sometimes they kind of almost have to be like, guys, no, like I, I, I had a clue to tell you the girls on the mantelpiece, but people weren't getting that. So here's a picture. Like, you know. Yeah. And I definitely think I've seen that in clues where the, even the escape room sometimes will recognize the fact that they have to usually give clues to people to go back in that other room because people just, they get in that new room and they forget that old room existed. And I think <laughs> I think you're right. I think that it's an unrecognized, as you call it, phenomenon mm-hmm. of a, a separation, a, a mental division that almost blockades your line of thought uh-huh. to connect previously unused items for this new list. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, just once again, we said observation is really key. And mm. it, it, like we said, it almost seems like it's not worth mentioning because it would be obvious. But, like, you really, when you search a room, make sure you really, like, you go in everything, you go, usually they will tell you you don't have to move furniture and stuff like that. They will tell you rules, like, everything will be within normal reaching height of Mm -hmm. the average person, you know, everything will be not needing to, like, use exorbitant amount of strength to, like, move furniture. Mm -hmm. If you need more than one finger to open a drawer, it's not meant to be opened yet, you know. They'll give you kind of, like, the physical guidelines Mm -hmm. of what you do and do not need to do. Yeah. But thorough search is important, and sometimes it's worth having someone search again because sometimes you just miss something. And don't be afraid to get on your hands and knees or even on your stomach to look under stuff. Do not... There has been times where I seriously, like, I thought about, maybe it's under the chair. But, like, you know, like, underneath the chair, like, Uh taped to the bottom. But I was like, no, I don't want to, like, get down on my hand. No, it was there. Mm -hmm. And I wasted time because, once again, was it communicating my idea of, like, maybe it's under the chair. Yeah. And um, don't don't be afraid to stick your hands in things. (laughs) And don't be afraid to... Or stick your head in things. Or stick your head in things, yeah. (laughs) Put your head to that dog door. What's going to happen? Dog bite your face? Yeah, you'll survive. Yeah. Also, this is something we didn't have on our list, but we have encountered a number of rooms that have actors. And in, don't touch the actors. Yeah, don't touch the actors. But in a number of rooms, the actors are there to scare you. They are. They will scare you. They will not hurt you. Do not be in, under the illusion they will hurt you. I know that can be hard to mentally prepare yourself yeah. for, but just know that they're not going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of like like kind of let that fear go a little bit. And this is my personal advice. Do your best to not make yourself an easy target. <laughs> Greg is do, always an do easy Do not show that you are afraid, even if you're terrified, because they will be like, ooh, he looks like he's fun to scare. Yeah. They will pick up on the weakling in which, that respect. Which is me. Yeah. But thankfully, the one we did last night, at least, even though I'm the weak link in terms of being scared easier, I was, like, being smart about it. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but I'm not going to be anywhere near you. Yeah. So. 
At one point, I was holding the door closed, and they were trying to get in because they needed to give us a clue, but I'm like, I'm not letting you in for nothing. You can bang on the door all night. (laughs) So before we go any further, um, we actually have a listener who wrote in on this topic. Oh, we have mail. We have mail. Oh. So um, there's a longtime listener, uh, Matt, who's also an escape room enthusiast, who we've been communicating with a lot through Facebook. Um, He wrote in what he thinks um, is really important to being successful in escape rooms. So he said, so critical thinking is arguably the biggest thing for being successful in escaping short of communication. When I say critical thinking, I mean the ability to analyze what's in front of you, figure out if it's something to be taken at face value, or if it needs to be approached with a different method of solving. It doesn't mean you solve every puzzle presented to you, but it usually means you can discover the method to solving it and get it to the right person in your group. Perfect example is finding a clue and recognizing it as part of a pattern puzzle, or if there is something that can only be solved by viewing from a certain perspective. Much like a good room has many different puzzle types, a good team has someone to recognize those types and people that excel at solving the different types. So thanks a lot for um, writing in that. I definitely, I, I, I have to say, yeah, that's a really good point because sometimes, you know, uh, a dice is not necessarily a dice. It's mm-hmm. the numbers that are on the dice. That yeah, know, exactly. You know, we actually had a puzzle very much like that. And even if you don't necessarily know exactly how it relates to what the puzzle is, like, oh, there was that one that we did that was the walkout or, mm-hmm. or the near walkout. The near walkout. <laughs> where there was some dice and I won't, I, I honestly don't remember how exactly, but there was like dice facing up and it's supposed to be like, you have to look at them from a certain way or like this one was on this side that, you know, kind of thing. Like we didn't have the whole thing yet, but I knew like, okay, clearly the dice in this order means something. It's not uh, just they were put there for no reason. You know? Yeah. Or sometimes, um, you know, there's the example of recently we had a bunch of cards presented to us and it wasn't the cards that we could see. It was the cards that weren't there. Which that is was interesting. Yeah. But yeah. Or even sometimes, a lo- well, actually a lot of times, sometimes you'll get um, a sequence of numbers and that is not the combination but the order in which the yeah, combination and, goes And so in. the critical thinking of realizing how it may not be the exact jigsaw piece that you're looking for, but more a clue for how that piece should be shaped or where that piece might be found later on kind of thing. And yeah, mm-hmm. also he kind of alludes to it in his uh, message, Matt, of um, you also sometimes have to realize like maybe this isn't the thing that you have to use right now. It's something you can use later on. Uh-huh. And because you can waste a lot of time like trying to shove a square peg in a round hole going, no, but I have this right now. This is clearly <laughs> yeah. it. But that square peg actually unlocks a round hole for you to use later. Yeah, and then the best rooms are not necessarily linear. So sometimes you will find things out of order. Mm-hmm. So definitely a good point of critical thinking. Thank you very much for helping us remember that, Matt. A few last parting thoughts mm-hmm. for this section. Um, you know, really pay attention to what your puzzle lock requirements are. If you need letters versus numbers, you know, mm-hmm. um, some I've complained about this before. Some locks for kind of like bad designers will have a blank spot yes. in the cylinder combinations. Uh-huh. And it's like, I have a four letter combination, but a five letter lock is one of a blank spot. That's stupid. Yeah. Usually too, they will not be random letters. No, usually it's going to be some if, kind of a word. Yeah, if you encounter that, you've encountered a bad escape room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, another thing is kind of know how the lock works or pay attention if there's directions. Because sometimes, like, if you're doing a safe, sometimes you have to put um, a pound at the end. Sometimes you have to put the pound at the beginning. And that clue will be there, but you just have to pay attention to where that clue yeah, is. Yeah, they will definitely give you that clue. Um, 
sometimes there's there's different kinds of special locks that like actually the lock itself opens and there's something I, inside that's, of that's it. That's another one of Lauren's strengths. Yeah. I cannot do those locks to save my life. <laughs> Uh, I, there was this one specifically, famously for us, a turtle lock. It looked oh, like yeah. a little turtle. And I knew what I was supposed to do, and I'm wiggling the tail or whatever, and like, mm-hmm. I can't get this. To- Lauren, you do it. Click. <laughs> yeah. Like, two seconds. I'm like, how'd you do that? I moved the tail. I was moving the tail. <laughs> um, then also, um, on that same note, like, um, the everyone, if, well, part of the thing is once you've done these rooms for a while, you get used to some of these things. Yeah. You've seen them in multiple rooms. Um, there's these directional locks, which I, I love. I love those, yeah. Um, and they have, they all reset the same way. So you just if you put, if you put in something wrong, you double click the lock, um, the, the actual, Closed, yeah. yeah, the close thing and it will reset it so you can try again. Mm-hmm. So those things you will get used to as time goes on. But usually, and a lot of times, they will prep you on those things before. They'll, they'll say, hey, in case you haven't seen one of these, here's how this yeah, works. Yeah, like, I don't notice it as much now because usually they're like, have you ever seen this? And we're like, yes. And they're like, okay, we don't have to go over it with mm-hmm. you, you know, because we know how to reset them. Yeah. Final parting thought. Take care of all your biological needs before you go into a room. Yes. If you are hungry, go eat something. If you are thirsty, drink something. If you have to, maybe even possibly within the next hour, you could go to the bathroom. Go do that. Go take care of your business because nothing will distract you mentally more than like, oh, I'm so hungry. I have to pee like majorly right Uh now because typically once you're in that room, baby, you're in it for the next 60 minutes. Yeah, um, I've definitely been thirsty in a room before, and like it was definitely like oh, my throat's so yeah. dry. I once was in a room where just my hands felt dry because I felt like I needed like uh-huh. lotion or some kind of moisture on them, you know. And it was it was a distraction. Like yeah. I was not maybe as fully mentally firing in all cylinders as I could have been because I kept like oh just so scaly, you know, mm-hmm. kind of feeling my hands were, you know. And it's just yeah, so definitely make sure and. Typically, your host will say, like, anyone need a bathroom break before? Mm-hmm. So you, you're not going to be able to get a sandwich and a cup of tea off them, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, we usually have it be that either we're go- we know we're going to get food right afterwards, uh-huh. or we try to even get food before. Yeah. So that way, like, and if you do get food before, give yourself a little bit of time to digest. You don't want to be like, oh, girl, 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 girl. Yeah, I'm going to throw up. Um, <laughs> go in the room like a cat that's about to One other thing kind of going off that is wear comfortable clothing. Yeah. Wear stuff that you can move around in. Do not wear a skirt that you are afraid you might expose yourself to the whole room. Uh, I would really recommend you not wear high heels, ladies. Um, you no. might trip. You might get hurt. You need to wear comfortable stuff. We we did a room re- recently, which it was kind of sad in a way because um, this room, it was really, it was actually hilarious because as the game master shut the door, he went, oh, and by the way, you might get wet. And he shut the door. And <laughs> we were like, What? Um, but it, we were we were but there. But I'm wearing all velour. Yeah, we were there clearly with another couple who was on a date, and yeah. I don't. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think she was wearing the best footwear to be getting wet. No. Um, we also were recently. In fact, it's the room that we'll be talking about at the end of this episode. Um, there was another group that came in, and they were doing. They had two rooms, and they were doing the other room, and mm-hmm. they were going to get started right after we were. And these women, oh, they were not dressed right. They were wearing no, these no. little tiny like spike heels and they were wearing these little tiny crop tops that you knew as soon as you have to because as soon as you have to bend over something's falling out. something's falling out yeah and really truly you are going to have to bend over i've had to crawl through things i've had to jump down passages i've had to do lots of physical things and having freedom of movement knowing that i'm not going to expose my butt to the camera any second now knowing that i'm not going to hurt myself because i trip like, those are very important. And I'll tell you what, nothing would be more frustrating to me than to have a team member who's like, I can't do anything because 
I'm wearing this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can maybe tell you my ideas from here, but that's mm-hmm. not going to do anything. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, definitely, yeah, make sure you have appropriate attire on. Have attire on as if you were um, maybe going for a hike because then you're comfortable and all that. You can pre- yeah. you can bend down, you know? Yeah. Because I, I don't imagine anyone wearing heels on a hike. I don't imagine mm-hmm. anyone wearing a skirt on a hike. Yeah. Imagine you're going for a hike. Or imagine you're going for a day at Disneyland. Although I've seen people wear inappropriate things to Disneyland. That's why I said hike. I thought Disneyland (laughs) at first, but I was like, no, let's go hike. Just expect to be, you know, moving around, have freedom of movement, have comfortable shoes, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, if you do have any physical requirements, like one of our friends has asthma, let them know ahead of time, hey, if you have any fog machines, go easy or turn them off. Yeah, and she always takes her inhaler in with her. Yeah, so. But that's it for that section now. Now. We've talked about how to be successful yes. in a room. But the problem with escape rooms is sometimes there's some real duds out there. Some they real not, stinkers. They're not all created equally. No, not by far. So for our dice roll segment, we thought, let's talk about how you can try to avoid those. How can you spot a bad escape room? So, we're going to talk about ways in which even before you enter the room. Mm-hmm. Because once you're in the room, of course, you can be like, well, this was a huge mistake. Yeah, you know? yeah but you might be able to, well, and once you've bought the ticket, you you know, you're locked in kind of. Yeah. Um, but there may be some things you can do, one, to avoid purchasing tickets mm-hmm. for a bad room. Or just when you get there, you're be prepared for what you're in store for. Yeah. So these are by no means set in stones, handed down by the Lord Almighty from heaven above. These are our observations and our conjectures as to what are some potential red flags. Mm -hmm. Even if you do have a couple of these, it may still be a good room, but have a red flag up in your mind. Number one, the game master themselves. Usually you have a little bit of time to talk to the game master before you get into the room. They don't seem like they know too much about other escape rooms. They don't seem that experienced. <laughs> Typically, they'll have us talk about, what other escape rooms have you done? Oh, I've done that one. That one's fine. Blah, blah, blah. The more experience they have, the more they can recognize the quality of your room. You know, mm-hmm. if I did not know anything about tigers, I just, okay, I, I, uh-huh. I'll get this cool thing called a tiger because apparently people like those, you know. And I have a tiger, but it's like the most like sickly looking tiger you've ever seen in your life. And people are like, that's kind of a messed up tiger. Have you seen the ones they have in San Diego? Those are fantastic. Like, mm-hmm. no, I don't. I, I have this one. I call him Fred. <laughs> Fred? You don't, not even like Tony or nothing? Come on, guy. <laughs> you know, it's like that. So if you have someone who like doesn't have a lot of experience seemingly with other escape rooms, how can they judge their own? Yeah. Yeah. And we've run into this a couple times. Um, we've run into, we've like literally had a game master tell us that the only room she's ever done is the room at this location. Which, okay, you know, it's... Kind of bias. Yeah, it's her job. But yeah, she has no clue. She, As far as she knows, that's the best room ever. And it was not the best room ever. No. Um, and, you know, you could say, okay, well, that's not her fault. This is just her job. She got hired for a job. It mm-hmm. doesn't... Her enthusiasm does not matter. But I will tell you that we have never... The, the more enthusiastic our hosts are, and the less it is just a job for them... Usually the better the room is and the better our experience. Yes. I can't think of a single instance where we didn't have a really enthusiastic, really happy host. Maybe one. But um, but where the room was not also good. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And then also we've heard about owners who do not play rooms. And they just saw this as a financial thing. Exactly. And that does come through. It, yeah. You know, it's kind of why we, we're not saying franchises are bad. But... We're saying a five-minute conversation with whoever's behind the counter will tell you. 
Yeah, yeah. And we're not saying franchises are bad, but we definitely, our worst experiences usually have been at franchises. Correct. Okay, so before you before you even book the tickets and you're looking for a room, mm-hmm. the website can tell you a lot. <laughs> yes, it sure can. And there's kind of two parts to this. One, if their website is ugly and terrible or does not work, mm-hmm. that usually tells you something about this company. That they do not care enough, that they have not put in enough money or enough you know, time in order to build a good website. This is a business, remember. They are trying to make a profit. If they do not They're care... to get you to come in. Yeah, if they do not care about their website, the key to them reaching out to people, the key to that people booking their rooms, then they probably do not care about their escape room. Mm-hmm. Another thing, and this isn't a total rule, this is something just something to be aware of and to look for, is we really like when a website shows a picture, even a vague one, of the room. It doesn't have to be a lot of the room. It could just be maybe um, a corner of the room, maybe some element in the room, yeah. like some of the props or something in the room. But it helps you kind of establish what is the thematic quality of this room. And that can be very helpful. I've definitely seen pictures where I can tell this room is just a room with some lockboxes or this room is ugly. or and, I, and then other ones where I'll be like, oh, this room looks awesome. Yeah. And so that can really help. So, I, you know, one, I would really encourage any escape room owners out there to put some kind of photo. It doesn't have to give anything away, but it would definitely help people kind of judge the quality of your room mm-hmm. and know if they want to do that room or not. And also for people out there, you know, kind of look for that if you can. Yeah, because... As much as it is possible to have an ugly looking room that's with great puzzles. Yes. It's very improbable. Yeah, well, I mean. Usually theming and the level of puzzles go hand in hand. Yeah. Because it feeds from that same creative well. And it it also, it's all about um, putting you in that moment and putting you in that environment. If you can kind of forget that the rest of the world exists and only exists in that moment, it's going to be a better experience for you. I do think that there's been rooms that we've done that have had lower scenic quality, but really good puzzles. Mm -hmm. And I will not fault them then for that. Yeah. Um, We've also done rooms that are very scenic that don't have very great puzzles. I think the combination of the two is the sweet spot. Yeah, of course. But, but... you know, if, if, you know, I can kind of forgive, I can sort of forgive not as good puzzles if they have good scenic quality, not as much as I can forgive not as good scenic quality and good puzzles. Definitely, definitely. Another thing, uh, speaking of when you're on the website booking, uh, if there's a mention by the website or even in the actual uh, Game Master when you're on the location, oh, and don't worry, if you don't make it out in time, you can just buy more. You can buy more time. We <laughs> mm-hmm. can, we can, you can buy, you know, for another $20, we'll give you another 30 minutes. That's a 10-minute savings right there, you know? <laughs> like, if they're trying to scam you out of, like, getting more money out of your pocket, that means that they have purposely designed the room to be nearly impossible to do in an hour. Yeah, it's a scam, essentially. It, it is. It is like you're getting hosed. Yeah. And don't do it. Just... Mm-hmm. We have not done one that does that yet. No, we haven't. And we literally have heard too many horror stories online of those being so terrible. And, like, it's it's just trying to bleed you for more money. Yeah. It's like, imagine you're going to go get a car. And, like, a used car, sure, maybe. But, like, you drive it off a lot and it immediately, like, you know, dies on you. And then you're like, well, this this car doesn't go, oh, oh, well, that's because your tires are bad. I can sell you more tires right now. Yeah. No, you should have given me a new good tires in the first place, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, I will say that um, for the most part, the escape room community is pretty awesome. 
but it this is a very popular thing right now and therefore there are people out there who are just trying to make money off the, mm-hmm. the fad Unfortunately. essentially so you do have to you know you you have to realize that and you have to know you know it's very important sometimes too if you have a bad experience do not believe that you are bad at escape rooms and do not believe that all escape rooms are like this I've because often, there are duds out there i've often said escape rooms is like blind dating you know if you have a bad blind date it's not you necessarily it could be that your date was just a real sleazebag yeah. you know who had ulterior motives um another thing that sometimes they post on the website sometimes you don't even know until you get in there mm is the escape rate. Now, not every room will calculate their escape rate. It's fun when they do, but it's not a necessity. Yeah, but if they if they do calculate the same rate and this kind of, or the escape rate, this kind of goes both ways. If the escape rate is really, really high, where like 80% of people escape from it, mm-hmm. there's a problem. It's too easy. It's too easy. Something's wrong. We've also, you know, we've also ran into rooms that they're not necessarily too easy. There's just not enough puzzles so I was like, well, we're done now. And that was fun. But like, that was it? Like, really? I paid for an hour and I got 20 minutes? Yeah. Like, it's not to say there, there's been times where we've, because, you know, our, like I said, our team's fairly good. We've escaped our room quickly. But we have felt like that was an awesome room. Yeah. That was great. We, we were killing it. Mm-hmm. But then there's times where we've escaped a room quickly and we've literally felt like, oh, that was it. Because nothing was super challenging. I specifically remember one time that happened to us and I opened the door and I'm like, here comes room number three. Oh, we're out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, there's definitely times where I was like, is that it? Like, oh, we're done? Oh. Oh, we're finished. Yeah, I was just getting I was just getting revved up. I'm <laughs> sorry, I thought there was more room. Yeah. Close the door. No, we're just gonna hang out here then. Yeah. Um, now the other side, the flip side of that is if an escape room is, uh, the escape rate is so low mm-hmm. that, like, it's like, oh, well, only, you know, 10% of people escape from this or something yeah. like that. That also can indicate a problem. Because it might be too hard. Either A, they purposely made it too hard so that people will come back and have to play yes. it again. Or B, it might be not purposeful, but it's just, you know, sometimes when you create something, you're kind of too close to it to recognize yeah. what might be potentially a problem. And your brain... This makes sense of A leads to B leads to C Mm -hmm. with the help of D. You know, that's fine. But when you zoom out and look at it from like a fresh perspective, you know, fresh eyes and everything, I don't know your alphabet that you're working with, but I'm getting G somehow. And I don't know where I'm getting G, you know? Yeah, like definitely, I, I think there's, like you said, it could be that the room's too hard. It could be that they put way too much in the room and it's just not feasibly not possible time, yeah. to do it in that time. And also, it could be that, you know, the puzzles, they're not created in a way that are actually solvable by most people. Yeah. Or they are, there's leaps in logic. So you're like, wait, how do you get that? That doesn't exactly. make sense. Like, there's been times, like we said, where they even have to show you photos like it's here. Yeah. Because, like, no one's No one this. ever finds it, which is usually, like, we've kind of said, okay, well, maybe that's an indication to you that you should move it because nobody finds yeah. it. The room that we did last night, the horror one, there was a room in which we went into, and we had three separate sources of clues telling us the same thing because people could not get it with the first yeah. attempt. And they clearly were not getting it with the second attempt. Yeah, we were like, we, we were like, we understand what you're telling us. But like we we can't you know yeah, we can't because find there was this thing. there was four sources for numbers in the room and they're labeled with Roman numerals one two three four and then you had to find the separate things that's where Lauren was talking about like how I'm you're uh-huh. not communicating and then we had a separate piece of paper that had those things in ordered 
you know, but like in like a vague letter thing. Uh-huh. And then we also found a thing that literally just said like, it's this, 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 this. Yeah. Just go find the numbers that correlate to this. Yeah, because you can just tell that You people... can tell they went through multiple generations of like, they're still not getting it. Like, yeah, you know? yeah. And then there was something later that they even told us that um, people have a hard time with because it's kind of hidden and if you don't see it right away, you will remove the light and then you won't be able to find it again. And it yeah. was like, ooh, if you could just make that like easier to see somehow, like it would really benefit you. Because literally they kept giving us clues and they kept telling us the same thing. And we're like, we know what you're saying, but we we can't find, like we don't know what you, you know, we don't know what it is or whatever. I don't know, Margo. Yeah, you keep telling us the same thing. You need to tell us something new, guys. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like if... There, there's definitely a red flag if it says that so few people have escaped because it's it they like I think some rooms they think that that means oh we're so good like look our room's so hard and stuff and it's like uh, but you've made it to where the common person can't get out yeah and that's not so great your puzzle should be something that the you know it they like we said it shouldn't require outside knowledge and there you know there's sometimes where rooms will try to use puzzles that the majority of people are just not good at. Like we always say, you know, don't don't have complicated math things. That's stupid. Yeah. Um, There's that one that we talked about last time uh, with the uh, train one where they had one of those logic puzzles. Uh-huh. I'm good at those. I don't think most people would be. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that was doable, but like... There's been, you but know, considering like that's the, at the end of the game where, uh, like, you're probably running out of time anyways, yeah. that same kind of... But, you know, like, okay, like, puzzle boxes, yeah. you know, where you have to, like, shift different things mm-hmm. and stuff. A lot of people are not good at those, and no matter how long they have, like, it's not like they're going to maybe be able to get that in an hour. They literally did that on that show, The Amazing Race, once. Mm-hmm. And some people, it said they were there for hours working yeah. on that thing. Because it's just not something that everybody's good at. Um, so they, you really shouldn't have them in rooms, you yeah. know? no. And then last, uh, you know, you can't, as much as you want to trust reviews online, mm-hmm. and you have to take them with a grain of salt. Yes, yes. You really, really do. I learned that the hard way when I went up to Idaho to see my family because I really wanted an escape room with my sister. And I was like, okay, this room, it's getting good reviews, fine. But I didn't realize or really take into account that a lot of people in the reviews were like, it's my first time doing an escape room. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, but that was a pile of garbage that you just went through because when i went through it it's literally the worst escape room i have ever even imagined mm-hmm. like this was bad <laughs> like the only way this could even be worse is if like you set it up like in the party room of a chuck e cheese yeah you know or, or if the game master came in and just punched you in the stomach at the yeah. end <laughs> like and it's like that there's your prize get out you yeah know? but if the reviews are like a lot of people saying like oh it's my first time doing this or there's just not that many reviews, you know? You really yeah. have to... It's Imagine you're reviewing an, a, a product on Amazon, you know? If you just have one item or one review, I mean, this is five stars, do you really trust that one reviewer? Mm-hmm. You know, if it's 10, do you really trust those 10, especially if they're all hitting just the same high yeah. number? The more reviews you can see online and gives you a better idea of how many the general populace. Yeah, it's kind of like if you're, like, say you're on Yelp and you're looking at restaurants in the area and you see two restaurants and they both have four stars. Yes. But one of them only has 20 reviews and the other one has 300 reviews. Which do you trust more? Which do you trust I trust more the law of averages with 300. Yeah, because if they've gotten four stars out of 300 reviews, that means 
they they've got a good majority. Whereas the other one, mm-hmm. like it, okay, f- you know, so a couple of people liked it, but yeah. it doesn't mean anything. And I'll tell you this too: when I go online to read reviews for escape rooms, I specifically hunt out the one star reviews. Mm-hmm. I want to know, like, be honest, like if you can get someone who's really upset. They will tell you all the dirty secrets. Yeah, and the thing is, even like even the really bad ones, like okay, so and most of us now we've we've read these online reviews, we've read the Amazon reviews, mm-hmm. we've read the Yelp reviews, we kind of know what these are like, yeah. and we've kind of you kind of have to learn how to navigate those, right? Um, I definitely you read the one star, and you have to think about it. Okay, are these things things that are deal breakers? What they're saying, yeah. or are they things like? Because sometimes you can see like. You know, I don't know if you've ever had where you read a review in a restaurant and this person, like, really hated it. But you're like, okay, all the things you're talking about kind of sounds like maybe they were having a bad night or maybe you were in a bad mood. Exactly. Or something you did was wrong. Exactly. And so it's the same thing with escape rooms. When you see these bad reviews, you kind of got to look at it and be like, oh, yeah, that is really annoying. Or, uh, I don't know, you kind of sound like you're just being a jerk. Yeah, you, maybe you were just, like, you know, being in the mood and having a hissy fit. Yeah. You know? Or what if the one-star review is just, like, they didn't have a bathroom on site? Okay, well, like, that's not necessarily a deal breaker for me. Maybe I would just make sure I go before I go to this yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. The, the only time, like, I've kind of seen that as a deal breaker is there was a room that they didn't have a bathroom, but they didn't communicate that. Yeah. If a, if a location clearly says we don't have a bathroom, okay, that's fine. At least I know ahead Fair of game. time. You told me. Yeah, I know ahead of time that I need to go somewhere else. That's fine. Um, you know, the... Like we said, we, we've been burned by this before. You were burned by that. There's another room that we did that we absolutely hated, and it has plenty of good reviews, and it's mind-boggling because this room is terrible. Mm-hmm. And I feel really bad for these people because they think this was good, and I'm like, oh, you please, you could do so much. Oh, my God, you could do so much better. But a lot of those were first-time reviews. Yeah, and so the thing with first-time reviews is it's not that these people are stupid or anything like that. It is that they are reviewing the escape room experience. They're, they are not reviewing yeah. the room. They have no basis of comparison. Yeah, they are just like, oh, this is a fun activity. Yeah. It is not that, oh, this room is great. It is mm-hmm. This is a fun activity that I have been introduced to. It might be your first time going bowling and you can have a blast, but you only score 35. Exactly. Yet if you look at like people who bowl professionally, they're like, 35 is pathetic. I got like 227 the other day. You know, yeah, something you yeah know. exactly. So you kind of have to think of it that way. Also, just, you know, like we said, take Yelp reviews, Facebook reviews, um, TripAdvisor reviews. Take those with a little bit of a grain of salt because they are just your everyday person who may be new to this. Mm. There are, um, there could be a lot of bias to those. There are other websites out there that professionally review these things. Yeah. So if you can, and the, the problem with that is some of these professional reviewers, they are located in one place in the country. So they may not be in Idaho doing that room. Yeah. So it can't, that can be difficult. Um, but if you can th- find like more of a professional reviewer, um, Escape Authority is a good, you know, there's plenty of escape groups um, on Facebook. There's also now a new thing is there's a lot of um, location-specific groups That's good. as well. So there'll be like a Los Angeles group. There'll be so maybe your city or wherever you're, wherever's near you has a group that of enthusiasts, and they'll be able to tell you what the what rooms are good and what rooms to avoid. Mm-hmm. So you know, take your Yelp reviews, take some of those with a grain of salt. Do your research. Look at what's near you. Check out their websites. Mm-hmm, you definitely. know, there's a lot of things you can learn by just kind of taking your time and looking for the room. It's a little bit of research will go a long way. Yeah, because although, you know, we sometimes we do bad rooms and in a way it's not terrible for us because 
sometimes it's just as fun to talk about the bad rooms we've done. Oh, oh yeah. But like, if you don't do rooms as often as we do, like, you don't want to waste your money, and we want you to have a good time. Yeah. So we want you to find a good room. So with any one of those, you know, not one item on that list is an immediate like, don't do it. Yeah. But if enough red flags get raised in your brain to say like, let's pump the brakes for a second. Then start to really deeply investigate. You know, yeah. these are just, like I said, just little warning signs. Even three doesn't necessarily make a pattern that guarantees mm-hmm. it's going to be a bad time. But just recognize and understand that if I do buy these tickets, I may not be getting the like A plus like experience that yeah. I might be hoping for. Yeah. But th- like we said, even if you get a horrible experience, it's still like, oh my gosh, let me tell you about this awful thing I did the other day. <laughs> Yeah, but like if you have like say you have three rooms in your area and you're trying to decide between them, maybe kind of apply some of these things to that and see if from and there and see what you metric can, you get. Yeah, yeah, see which one you you know of those then that you want to kind of go with. Okay, well now that we've talked about how how to be good in escape rooms and how to find the bad ones, let's talk about one of our recent escape room experiences. It's time to do the escape room report. So we had, I can't even remember how we decided to do this room. Basically, we, we needed to go to Disneyland, which sounds stupid. We needed to go to Disneyland. No, we, we needed to go to downtown Disneyland downtown because Disney. my favorite sandwich shop, the Earl of Sandwich, is closing. Yes. And I was super ta- sad face about that yes. because they have the holiday turkey sandwich with has cranberries and stuffing and all that all year round. Yes. So you can get a holiday sandwich all year round and they are now closing and Greg will no longer be able to get his holiday well, sandwich. Well, I will say this. You've made it for me as a little surprise, like romantic gesture every now uh-huh. a couple times. Yours is actually better than theirs and that's not me trying to get brownie points right now. This is me. <laughs> honestly, no special agenda here. Yours is better. It's actually pretty easy to make too. So. Yeah. It's just a little time consuming, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. So we wanted to go down there. So we were like, well, there's a number of escape rooms in the area that we have not done yet. Because I'm not going to drive. It's essentially an hour for us. An yeah. hour just to get a sandwich. I'm yeah. going to do something else while I'm out there. Yeah. And, so- and we weren't going to go to Disneyland. Although we do have, we have, we don't have an annual pass to Disneyland anymore. We used to. Mm-hmm. We have kind of these special, like, we have three more visits we get to go on, essentially. But we got to pick the right times for that. Yeah, and we were and and this was, we were just going for the evening. So it, we're not going to just go to Disneyland for the evening when we only have three passes. Yeah, that's a stupid waste of it. Yeah, so we, we wanted to go to downtown Disney. We wanted to find something else to do while we were down there. So we just started to look into escape rooms in the area that we hadn't done yet. And particularly, we kind of knew two of our friends that normally do rooms with us were not going to be able to join us. Yeah. So there were a couple rooms that we've been waiting a long time to do that we decided not to do because we knew they wouldn't be with us. Like, we want to save this for you. We know it's going to be a good one. It has all the hallmarks of a good room, especially with great reviews online. It didn't hit any of those points in the section we just talked about, the dice roll Mm -hmm. of a bad room. Like, so we're like, we're pretty sure this is going to be fantastic. We're going to hold off. Yeah. So we took a gamble on a location that was very close to Disneyland, very close to Disneyland. Quite close. Um, called Mission Escape Games. And this is, this is, I should say, a chain, but it is one of the better chains, I mm-hmm. would say. Um, and although the room that we chose has not been reviewed on our favorite site, Escape Authority, which is one of those sites that you, it's kind of, they're professionals, they know what they're talking about. Yeah. One of their other rooms had been and it had gotten very good reviews. So mm-hmm. we knew, okay, this company is legit. First check mark, good reviews. Yeah. Second check mark, we got a chance to talk with the game master beforehand. She knew what she was talking about. Yeah, she was really cool. I don't remember her name right now, but she was really cool. Um, it was something like Summer or something, I think. 
Um, Autumn rain. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. It didn't fit her at all, so it was kind of funny. I remember. She had a cool hairstyle. Yeah. Um, So we booked this room. Now, we did have a little bit of drama in the booking of this room. Okay, let me... Yeah. (laughs) So two of our friends... This is on a Friday night. Yes. Oh, no, Saturday. No, it's a Saturday. It's a Saturday, but one of our friends had to unexpectedly work that Saturday. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a special circumstance. Yeah. And she was like, I don't know how long this is going to take. I know you guys want to go to the escape room with us, but, like, I can't say when I'm going to get off, much less when I do get off, if I'm going to be, like, mentally done. Yeah. Because it's really hard to do a room that requires you to really be on your toes mentally if you've been, like drained of all that because yeah. of a hard day's work. And she was having to get up really early in the morning and commute a long way. So she was like, uh, I just might be really there, tired. There's a lot of factors that said this is not going to happen. Yeah. So we are driving and we're almost to Disneyland, you know, to go park at the downtown area. And we get a text from her saying like, okay, I'm feeling great. I'm on the way. And I, and we text back, okay, we'll buy the tickets for you. You know, so that way it's just easier. Yeah. You know, so I get on my phone and before we left your house which is about 45-minute drive to Disneyland, you checked, and there were still two spots available. There was, yeah, no, there was there was four spots. Oh, four we spots, were, We yeah. were the only ones as far as We were the only we ones knew. in this room. It goes up to six people. We were the only two there. And I get on my phone. I'm like, it says it's full. What? So like, you check on your <laughs> phone. It says it's full. So we had to text them, like, guys. We're sorry. Sorry, but it's full. And they're like, well, we're already halfway there. I don't know what to do. I, I yeah. don't know what to tell you. Sorry. Yeah, so it, it, it did suck, but, you know, it was... It wasn't. It wasn't anyone's fault, really. It was just you it's know just, you have to. They recognized that they didn't know if they were going to be able to come into the last minute. Yeah, and and you have to recognize that you have no control over these, and sometimes rooms book up, so you you kind of have to plan ahead. You mm-hmm. know, it sometimes you can do a last minute thing, but not. I would I would never suggest different groups decide to do a last minute thing. It's one thing if just we were all together and we decided yeah but because like we were already doing it and then they decided at the last minute like that was a little weird we kind of set ourselves up for failure on that one so when we get to the actual location uh we well because greg had that like that really like depressed you for the night because you know you were sad that like our friends had i was i I was kind of beating myself up feeling like oh i made them drive like 30 miles for nothing and and then and then we were like oh who are we gonna get paired with yeah so people and we get to the location and the location is across the way from a bar yeah for like 20 year olds and we were like playing the game like what's the worst kind of person that could come up right now we were like watching people walk by and we were like there's our teammate there's our teammate like we were playing a game like oh it's gonna be like four college girls who are totally smelled oh my god like Brittany, this is the but this yeah. is so weird. What's going on right now? We were coming up with like, like all, all in our, heels. our worst case scenarios. <laughs> we were saying, you know, like, oh, it's going to be nothing but just like four Slytherins that are just going to come up, you know? <laughs> no. Uh, well, we're friends with the Slytherin guys. It's okay. <laughs> I can say that. But no, we were just playing like, and no, the, the group that came up was a nice family, you know, mm-hmm. of um, uh, two uh, two sons in high school, definitely. I don't yeah. know what grade. At least, like, at least high school, if not really college. They were older, too. They were, like, 15 to 18 around there. Yeah, you know, it was hard to tell. Guys. They were both really tall. I don't know. And then, you know, <laughs> their dad and what I believe is their stepmom or something. I would like assume, but, yeah. yeah. But still, you know, so nice little family. They were all pleasant, nice people, yeah. you know. Um, and I made, like I said, took the effort to, like, talk to them communicate build that relationship yeah because technically speaking we you and i lauren are the minority here yeah they are the four that know each other well and we're the two other random people that are doing this yeah. thing with us you know we also um they were like the location itself was running a little bit behind mm-hmm. so we kind of had some 
more time than we would normally in the lobby to talk to them. Yeah. So, but I was definitely making sure I stressed names because yeah. I don't want it to be like, hey, hey, you, Blondie, come here, you know, yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> I wanted to be like, okay, your name is, I'm going to use fake names. Your name is John. John, come over here. Hey, Tim, how about you too? Mm-hmm. You know, Amy, can you help me with this? You know, yeah. kind of thing. And I made sure that they knew our names. Yeah. So that way they would also feel free to rely on us and ask us things. But yeah. we realized, though, in talking to them that we've made a crucial mistake. We made a terrible mistake. That we've never really encountered before. Um, because a lot of times when we, like, so we were talking, before the game got started, we were talking to one of the game masters. And mm-hmm. we were, you know, talking. And it turned out she liked podcasts, so we were talking about the podcast and other podcasts. I was wearing my Friday's game night shirt. Yeah, in fact, we both were wearing them that night, so we looked a little silly. Um, matchy, matchy, same, same. It's yeah, never silly, twi- silly. <laughs> Twinsies. Um, Twinsies. And we were talking about rooms we've done and, you know, enthusing about the different rooms we've done and mm-hmm. stuff. But what we shouldn't have done, and we didn't realize it at the time, is we asked them, which this happens very frequently when we've worked with other people, how many rooms have you done? Just to know, like, what's your level of expertise Yeah, are you brand new to this? Like, is this going to be a total shock to you? And it turned out that um, one of the sons had not done a room before. That typically happens. Yeah, but the other three, they had done one other room. And And it was one we hadn't heard of, so we didn't have any basis of comparison for if it's good or not. Yeah. But we made the mistake of telling them how many rooms we've done. They were like, how many you did? We're like mid to high 30s? Yeah, because at the time I hadn't, I hadn't counted recently. So I just knew we were we were nearing 40, but that was all I knew. I think we said like about three dozen, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, wow. <laughs> they probably thought we were crazy. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, the rest of the night was like, I don't know how to do this. Hey, you guys do this. You guys are the experts. Yeah, like a, a couple times it was like they would find something and they would automatically bring it to your eye. And it was like... You don't have to do that. Like, you guys can do this. Like, you can solve this. Yeah. It's okay. Like, you don't need to bring it to us. Like, we are not the experts. Per- I mean, yes, we've done a lot of rooms, but that doesn't mean that we are uh, any As more... I always say, we're lovers, not experts. Yeah. We are, we are no more qualified than you are to solve this problem. hmm And it was a little bit challenging, I will admit, because there were some problems that I could solve quickly. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to take away this experience from them. Yeah. They have paid just as much money as I have per person to enjoy this experience. And for me to like, oh, this is like this other thing that I've seen in this other room. Yeah. And me kind of getting like, like I said, I don't have the answers, but I have like previous experiences I can draw upon to help me come to the conclusion quicker. Yeah, and there's certain things that we've seen in multiple rooms, so we automatically, when we see it, we know what we need to do. Oh, this is like that pattern in the other thing. Yeah, like there was, um, at one point in the room, there was, you found like this thing and it had a string and a hook, and I just took it from you, I was like, and you were like, yep, you know what to do with it, don't you, honey? And like, I knew exactly what I needed to do with it. It, I was going to feed it down, and it was going to magnetize Something, and, yeah. Yeah, and catch something, and I was going to reel it back But up. they might have taken a couple minutes to figure Be that like, out. Be like, what do I yeah. do with this? Yeah. Um, we should say, so we were doing, we said, you know, Mission Escape Games, they have two rooms right now. I think they have a third one opening. They said they was coming, yeah. Yeah, we did the Escape the Hideout, which is a Jekyll and Hyde themed yeah, room. Yeah, spelled H-Y-D-E. Yeah. As in Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, yeah so that's the room we did. Mm-hmm. Which, the theming of it was quite interesting. Yeah. There is, I don't think it's any spoiler to say there's two rooms. Yeah. And I noticed this, and she had to point out to other people, but the first room, it's very refined. It seems like a nice study with a fireplace and a bookshelf uh-huh. and things like that. Seems like something that a gentleman might have for, like, a, you know, 19th century parlor. 
But then the other room that you discover is this dark, dank little like cellar, like laboratory experiment kind of thing. And it's very different. So it's very much like a night versus day, Jekyll versus Hyde. Uh-huh. Kind of thing. This is the Jekyll room. That's the Hyde room. Yeah. Very interesting. And also like our, the first Jekyll room was like a nice square room. The other one was like not a square. It's like a weird trapezoid shape. Uh-huh. So it's kind of misshapen and off. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So um, the thing about this room, I would say, is one, like I think the theming was very decent. Oh, it definitely. Really I would give it high marks for that. Yeah. Um, the other thing that was really cool about this room is it was very um, high level of like technology and stuff. In fact, she explained to us later that um, the the room, all the technology in the room works seamlessly. She does not have to trigger anything from her. It's point. all like the RFQ chips or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Everything there were there weren't even like sometimes um, <laughs> like at one point there was um, a um, what's it called a chessboard. Yeah. And we knew we didn't have all the pieces, but what I started doing is I was taking one of the pieces and I was running it across the board to see if I could feel a magnetic catch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a cheat, I know. But um, but I couldn't, so I was like, oh, well, that's weird. And it's because they were using all of these chips and stuff, and that way it, there is no magnetic catch. But yes, if you put something in the right place, it triggers something. And all of the sound and light and everything was triggered based on these, which is really cool. Um, it was definitely really neat. Don't feel bad. I did that too. I, <laughs> I try to cheat like it too. Yeah, um, but you got to take your your small victories when you can, guys. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I feel like we had really good communication with these people, even though they were strangers. They were mm-hmm. really nice. Everything, you know. Like we said, I did feel I felt bad because I felt like they were really trying to. I don't think it wasn't that they were leaning on us, but they were purposely kind of leaning on us because they were like, "Oh, well, you guys are the experts, so we should follow your lead." And they didn't necessarily need to do that. Well, that's why I was making a point of saying, like, I think it might be something like this. What do you think? Yeah, I would listen to his or her theory, uh-huh. get their brain working. And then say, okay, well, you work on that. I'm going to go over here and try something else. Yeah, and we were really trying to, like, kind of let them do things. You know, there was a couple times where, like, we'd find a key and I'd literally hand it to one of them and be like, go go see if this works on that. Yeah. You know, like, go, you try, you know. Because I wanted them to have the Just the thrill of, like, yeah, I unlock this, I open it, I'm the first one to see whatever is inside. Yeah, I'm participating, too. That's a small little victory. Yeah, you know? I mean, I do, I do think, like, there was a, one puzzle that I probably figured out way too quickly and I could have, like, let someone else help me with that you know yeah but it is hard because we're used to like go 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 do it do it mm-hmm. do it you know um well there was this one that i did that involved the periodic table of elements but yeah. i won't spoil any things because uh, this is a room i'm going to recommend you know mm-hmm. but uh, it involves a periodic table of elements which is very apparent when you go into one of the rooms yeah and i got it pretty quickly like i was like oh it's this mm-hmm. and then of course they, they were all asking well how did you get there and I explained it to them as best I could, and they were like, "I don't, okay, you know, kind yeah, yeah." But it's it's you know, sometimes it's hard not to hit the buzzer when you know the answer. Exactly. You know? Yeah, that's the thing. Like I, the one puzzle, I immediately recognized what I needed to do, and kind of just did it without thinking. Oh, I should mm-hmm. tell everybody else or ask everybody else. Um, now we're we're talking about restraining ourselves a lot in this. We're not saying that if you do get paired with random strangers that you should restrain yourself necessarily. We're just saying that like we were clicking so well, like mm-hmm. you know, with the puzzles ourselves that we felt that because these are new people, it was almost kind of like yeah, we we kind of felt like we needed to like let them have fun and we wanted it to make and, it and a fun experience this, for them. We're trying to build upon the teamwork aspect yeah. that we talked about before of. Even if you do know the answer, 
may let someone else try it out or discover it themselves. Yeah, you know, we, we didn't want to be like. There's um, recently there was a Portlandia sketch about escape rooms. Yes, 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 and yes. And these people, they were the enthusiasts or whatever, and they get in there and they're like, "We're not going to need clues, and we don't need a panic button." And we didn't want to be those people. We wanted, you know, we have done a lot of rooms that these people had not. We wanted them to have a good time, and we didn't want to try to take over the room. Because here's the thing. We want to build this community. We exactly. want people to enjoy this and to fall in love with us as much as we have. The very first room we ever did that we mentioned earlier where we were with another couple, uh-huh. they were just going off and doing it themselves because they clicked for it. Like the room. And yeah. they were like, we got this. And I was like, how'd you get that? Don't bother me. I'm working on this. Like, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, we didn't get to do more than half that room because uh-huh. they were already taking care of the other stuff. Yeah. And also I think they kind of assumed because we had never done a room that we were, oh, well, they're the stupid newbies. They're not going to know what to do. But we are, we're actually finding a lot of stuff that they weren't finding. Yeah. And we were doing good too. So it was kind of like, you know, don't discount somebody just because they've never done a room exactly and so we didn't want to discount them and we didn't want to discourage them from like oh well if anytime we do one of these we're going to be paired with someone else who's good and like better than us or something like that yeah i want you to feel empowered i want you to feel that you can do this too because you can do this yeah yeah i mean this group this family of four i honestly would be willing to bet that if we were not there they would have gotten out i think they would have made it i fully believe that i would have put money on them to get out you know Uh maybe not as quick as we did with us being there but i still think they could have done it i really do you know and it's just they needed to try it themselves Mm -hmm. you know so yeah so i mean i don't want us to sound like oh cute little baby you can do it too yeah it's not that it's i'm trying to build up their confidence and their enjoyment of this so that they will want to come back yeah because we yeah we want to foster the community as well we you know we do not own escape rooms but we want them to be successful essentially you know and it's like i i know the answer let you find the answer you know yeah. it's, i had the victory because i solved it now i'm gonna let you have the victory solving it yeah too. yeah and um the thing i will say about this room this i do think this is a, a good room it's a good I, I like this company we're definitely looking forward to going back and doing their um their other room with our friends their parking lot situation is a little bit weird but you know. their location's a little weird but they do validate for parking so yeah. that's good yeah the, their, their location is kind of like in a like a somewhat dying, like, outdoor strip mall kind of? It, well, it's in, like, this big mall that has a huge parking garage. There were there's, like, no stores. There was a ton of people in the parking garage. We saw very few people. <laughs> it was, it was weird. really weird. Yeah. And I, it didn't seem... You have to be there. It, it's yeah, hard to describe. Yeah, it's hard to describe. And it seemed like there weren't that many things there, so I didn't really understand. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> um, what I will say about this, this room, though, is it's a very good room. Um but it is if it had just been the two of us we could have gotten through that room just as fast i think yeah it was definitely if you are someone who's done a lot of escape rooms and are a big enthusiast this room will be somewhat easy for you but enjoyable yeah i will say and i i feel like i don't know how great it would have been had our two friends been able to join us and it had it been at just our normal four mm-hmm. we would have gotten out of this room ridiculously fast oh yeah like I definitely think if you if you're a big enthusiast, maybe do this room with just two if you can. Um, if you're a newbie, like I think this room's great. This would be a great intro to escape rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's nothing against the location. It's just you know the room like. There were definitely, like you said, times where you were figuring out things way faster than they were. Well, just because I have prior experiences exactly. that make that ring a bell for me. Yeah, exactly. There were things that we were just figuring out because we've seen it before and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not to, like I said, not to say anything bad about this room. It's just that's, 
you know, some of these things we had experience with and we were just clicking really fast. With well, it's stuff. like, you know, you can still appreciate a good magic show. Mm-hmm. Just because you've seen that disappearing elephant trick somewhere else doesn't mean it's still not a cool trick for yeah. this guy. It's just, I've seen that trick. I know how this trick works. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I know what you're getting at with this thing. Yeah. Um, oh, here comes a big tiger. I wonder where yeah, that's going to go. It was really funny because the game master, she was like... Because we, we got out pretty... I don't remember our exact numbers, but we got out pretty quickly. I want to say we got out with about 20 left. Yeah, we got out with a, a good amount of time left. Um, but this wasn't one of those situations where I felt, like, disappointed that we got no, out No, it was a fast. good time. It was like, oh, okay, we, we crushed that room. We mm-hmm. did good. You know, that was awesome. Um, but she was really shocked because she said that we there was a number of things that we solved it's very quickly or with very little direction. And she mm-hmm. said, like, there's this one puzzle kind of towards the end that the love puzzle yes yeah that she said people rarely ever get without a hint Mm -hmm. and she actually said that she turned she left the computer because like we said this is all done you know automatically yeah and she's like i had to go get a drink of water she said i had to go get a drink of water and i expected i was going to come back and need to give you a clue Mm -hmm. and she says as i was coming back i heard the final music of the room playing and i was like (laughs) oh man they solved it yeah well because i and without getting any spoilers, we're just calling it the love puzzle. Yeah. And if you ever do this room, you'll know why I'm tentatively calling it the love puzzle. Uh-huh. But I'm looking at this thing and just like letting my brain like warp. Like yeah. how it does. Like I said, I can kind of like unfocus my brain mm-hmm. and look at things from all sorts of weird perspectives. And I'm like also going through that mental checklist of like, okay, like I've painted the room green, but I still have these few yellow items yeah. highlighted in my head. Like what items that we still have can apply to love mm-hmm. you know and it's like this no that no got it and i was like lauren hand me this yeah and you're well, like what what do yeah. you want i'm like just hand it to me we, okay boom we boom knew, here you go. we knew we had like this one thing and this one clue and that was all we had left yeah. so it was kind of like these things must go but, together but they're not found near each other and they're not and anything they're not, to indicate that they go to each exactly other. yeah there's nothing to indicate that they go together and it it's was not like one they both of have those, a symbol yeah. Time. And it was one of those weird things where Greg was like, "Well, maybe it's this," and I was like, "It could be." And even like this was definitely teamwork on our part because mm-hmm. there was one that you were like, "But this one doesn't work. How does this work?" And I'm like, "Well, maybe it's that number," yeah. you know. And um, we so we kind of like okay, we think this is like this combination, and we literally told them we're like, "Well, we think it's this." You know, just try it. We we think we we, we kind of had a weird mental like yeah. thing. We think it's this, and it was. And they were like, "How did you get that?" Like, it's this. Yeah, and we we were trying to explain it. it took him like us a couple of times to explain it because it was just one of those weird like our puzzle solving brains saw the pattern. Yeah. yeah, and I will say this: I also loved this room because I got to dress up. Yeah, Greg was slowly putting on all the props. It was pretty funny. Do you want to explain my little thing that I do in rooms? Oh, always... yeah. He likes to dress up in the props. So, yeah. he If there's a coat, he will put it on. If there's a hat, he will put it on. Even if, if they're too small for me. Yeah. If there's a gas mask, he will put it on. And what's really funny it's hard is to breathe in those. someone was recently telling us about a room we had done. We did like a year or so ago, a long yeah. time ago now. And um, they were saying how they've made it so that no one can put on one of the coats. And I was joking that it was probably because Greg was way too big for that coat and he put it on. <laughs> and I was like, fat guy and lit up coat. <laughs> like Chris Farley, right? Um, but yeah, no, so like I found a hat, then I found a nice button-up shirt, then I found a cane. So like I'm like using the cane like I'm Dr. Gregory House. <laughs> yeah. Gregory House, there you go. That works, right? And I'm like, you know, lean out. I'm like, oh, I think it could be this. I'm gesturing with the cane and yeah, everything. You know? yeah. Um, so we would definitely, I think I would really recommend Mission um, Escape Games. If yeah. you if you do play Escape the Hideout and you've done a ton of rooms, 
just expect that you know you might want to play with a smaller amount of people in this room. Yeah. You know, but it's a it's but, a solid room. I would but still I will say this because we've said this for other rooms. If you do have a full group of six, there's still plenty for everyone to do and everything. Work, yeah, and there's on. plenty of room. There's as plenty well. of room. It's not going to be like a cramped. Like I guess I have to just sit in this chair because I can't be anywhere. Yeah. Like there's plenty of room for six people. There's plenty of ideas and you know things to do for six people. Yeah. It's just you can also just as easily do with two. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And we're really um, looking forward to doing their other room. So once again, that was uh, Mission Escape Games in Anaheim for Escape the Hideout. I would give it a recommend. So, Lauren, now that we've talked about escape rooms ad nauseum, <laughs> you know, like, we've pretty much, like, gone all the way through it. Mm -hmm. Other than recommending a Friday favorite of an escape room in the box, you know, which, <laughs> yeah, I mean... So far, we... we okay, we want to play more of those. But... Uh, but so far, we have not found one we would recommend. <laughs> not one that we put on the Friday favorites. Nah, not So yeah. let's go ahead and move on to that section, guys. We're leaving escape rooms behind. We're going to lock that door for a little while until next month. And let's talk about what our Friday favorites are for this coming month. So my Friday favorite, I want to go back to... We've done a lot of mentally exhausting trials. We've done a lot of escape rooms. We actually recently did a... Um a murder mystery party at we my did. place where like we were all having little roles i was a, uh -huh. i was a russian general right that was pretty fun and you were the detective <laughs> that was pretty enjoyable yeah um we had a british uh like pith helmet like archaeologist guy with us yeah fun. and our friends really got into it some of them came in costume we um some of them put on great accents put on great accents and did great performances two of our, our female friends did an amazing job as the japanese geisha and the um chinese diplomat's daughter she actually learned some chinese words exactly like some of our friends are extra yeah very much <laughs> um and also our greg and two of our friends put together a really fun menu for us so yeah. we had foods from different um some of the different countries that were represented in the game we had different courses from those countries it was pretty fun yeah yeah uh but i'm exhausted <laughs> i need to take a break this friday i just want to sit down and play a very basic game and as much as i do like cards against humanity i want to take it nice and easy and i want to do awkward family photos ah. in which you just have a picture of an actual family photo from somebody's film family album that's really weird or really awkward or really funny and then you use little cards that have quotes from movies mm -hmm. like like the terminator i'll be back you know or something yeah. like famous quotes and you just put those down yeah. and whoever whoever's choosing they pick the one that best kind of mm. captions that picture yeah i want something easy i want something simple something where i don't have to mentally try i'm tired and i need this rest <laughs> what's funny is that if some of our listeners who've listened to more episodes that will know is that game was actually on our list of games that we thought would be terrible and actually turned out to be great because it Pretty was fantastic. it was a gift it was yeah. a random gift that someone gave me and i was like uh this is going to be terrible. And it's actually a big hit. And a lot of people really like that game. It's really fun. It's really enjoyable. Yeah. And you know what? You could pick it if it's based upon the picture best. Or just, hey, I like that quote from that movie. Yeah. And you sometimes know. you, you like, will throw something down because you have nothing that fits. But it just so happens that person, the person who's picking the best one, finds it hilarious. Your father mm -hmm. hates games, loves that one. And does really good at it, too. Kills at that game. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Yeah, in fact, we're I'm getting it's ready. Weird. I'm getting ready actually later this month to go on a family vacation, and that one will definitely be going with us alone, as something to play. No one left oh, yes, poor Greg. Me. Pregnant. I'm alone. 
He doesn't get to go because he has to work, but he gets to house sit for me. I get to watch after your pets. Yeah, which means I'm going to get lots of awkward photos of him doing weird things with my cat. I want to feed your plants and water your pets. That's all right. <laughs> That's how that works, right? Yes. Well, it's funny, though, that you did pick um, this game. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that you mentioned Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. Because I, too, have been feeling like I want to play something simple and get back to basics mm-hmm. and just have, you know, some good laughs without a lot of mental exhaustion. Mm-hmm. And my pick is actually Cards Against Humanity. Boop. And the reason it is my pick is not that I don't like any some of our other games that are similar, is that I have been carding that around to two game nights recently, and I we know. have not played it's it. It's just we haven't had the chance. Yeah, and also I have a couple new cards from that we haven't played with, and you got me a card shuffler, so I've been able to I did. well yeah. shuffle my... Because I have, we should say, I have the bigger blacker box... And I have all the decks. All the decks. So I have a ton of them. And so sometimes, you know, you don't always get to shuffle them really well. So you kind of end up seeing maybe some of the same cards or you don't see some really great cards. Mm -hmm. And so I've been able to kind of properly give them some all a good shuffle. And the thing is, I I know how to shuffle. I know how to do the bridge, you know, like really shuffle really quick with a hand. But when you shuffle, you're like trying to force them down into each other, and that's like really ruining the edges of cards. And every time I see that, I'm screaming inside. <laughs> no, I can kind, so, yeah, no. I can kind of shuffle the other way, but oh, only oh, with sweetie. a only with a small amount. Oh, of Oh, sweetie, no, you can't. I can't. Oh, sweetie, no, you but can't. But only with a small amount of cards. I've seen you. No, you can't. <laughs> so, so I had to buy her card shuffler, which apparently are hard to find in person. I had to go online. And yeah. To tell the truth, I'm thinking I made a mistake. I got a thing that can do like two decks at once. Like, you know, about 104 cards uh-huh. together. I think I need to go back and repurchase one that can do like a massive. Yeah. It because might be we nice. have a lot of games that do like have huge big decks, numbers of cards, yeah. you know? So, like, it'd be nice to like be able to just. There you go. And granted, this is not a family friendly game. But um, it is one that our group of friends, they like. And I know it's hard because sometimes we, we have so many games and things we want to play certain things. I propose a house rule. Uh-huh. Black cards, cards against humanity. Movie quote cards from awkward family photos. <laughs> we could try that. Let's try that. <laughs> or the other way around. Awkward family photos and then the cards against humanity cards. <laughs> Let's give that a try. Yeah, house rules. House rules. <laughs> So before we go, we have to, uh, first of all, say, you know, thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. But did you do your homework? Did you attend Tabletop Day this past month, guys? Yeah, and and what's frustrating is we do have to record this before Tabletop Day. So I wish we could be giving a full report right now of our Tabletop Day, but this is going to come out after Tabletop Day and... At the moment, this is a week early. <laughs> so we can't talk about our experience, but we hope that you guys went out there and played. We, well, we know where we're going to go. We do, yes. We know where we're going to go, and we're going to bring some of our games with us, yeah, and, and we're going to meet some new friends, And we're I'm hoping sure. to play some new games. I'm going to bring, like I, like I suggested, I'm going to bring some food to, like, hey, come on over, have some food, play a game with me, you know? We'll, we'll have a good time, but we just hope that you guys had a good tabletop day, the holiest of days on the tabletop calendar. <laughs> and um, you know what? Uh, hopefully you got to try some new games. Hopefully you got to introduce some some new people to your favorite games. Mm-hmm. And maybe you even made a purchase or two that yeah. will keep you happy and uh, spice it up a little bit. Yeah, and you know, if you're, if you're actually going to a game store and playing, it's really great if you can buy a game from them. It's not usually necessary, but no. you know, it's it's really good to support your local game store. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, that's kind of my intention to tell the truth. When we go, which is going to be 
Um, remember, it's the last. It, it was the last Saturday of uh, uh, April, so yes. like a week ago from now, you know. Yeah. But uh, I intend, if I do find a game that I like and I played, I'm just gonna buy it mm-hmm. because why not? Yeah, and there's definitely there's definitely a couple games I've had my eye on that I'm hoping maybe they'll have in the demo section and that we can play and see if we like and like maybe Ocean I'll buy Explosion. It. That's we've been, one of them. We've been looking at that. Yeah, I know. I'm I've been looking they at have it, too. it. Yeah. So yeah, we'll definitely check that out. And um, you know what? Maybe maybe afterwards we can record a little mini segment. And yeah, maybe we'll have a here. bonus episode because yeah, yeah, unfortunately, like I said, this is literally coming out right after that, so we did have to record it ahead of time. But we we want to give you guys a break. Stay tuned. You know what? Yes, let's do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna commit us right now, yeah. whether you like it or not. <laughs> I'm commit us. We are going to let's say the second uh, Friday. Of, um, we'll try. Yeah, you know, we'll, <laughs> within a week or two after this yeah. dropping, yeah. we will drop a bonus episode just of us briefly yeah, describing. Yeah, it's hard. The other kind of challenge is one of the reasons we do have to sometimes record ahead of time is um, this next month we have some travel coming up, so we're going to be yeah. out of town a bit. So, we, but we will try to get that. Well, out. we'll try to get it out. Yeah. yeah, we'll definitely we will get it out. I just can't commit to when. But maybe we'll I won't have the best editing on there, but it'll just be us talking. <laughs> but we'll definitely give you guys a full breakdown of our um, tabletop day experience. Music for this episode was provided by bensound.com. As always, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Rates and reviews on iTunes are much appreciated as it really helps new listeners find our podcast. We can be found at Game Friday on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please come and talk games with us. Thanks. Bye. Bye.